Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. He's got room. He's turning all the burners inside the 30, inside the 20, inside the 10. Touchdown for the Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome to Ironman Stadium on the campus of Danville High School and welcome to Seals Game Day driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Honda, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Humble's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Ryan Brandt. Tonight on Eagle 107, the Seals Grove Seals take on the Ironman for the first time since 2013. In 2013, the Seals were heavy underdogs entering the final regular season game with a 4-5 and five record, while Danville was 8-1. and one. The Seals upset Ironman 17-14, led by two one-yard touchdown runs by Isaiah Rapp and a third-quarter field goal by Joey Radel. So the Seals enter Week 9 versus Danville with a 4-4 record, while Danville is 7-1. Both teams coming off convincing wins in Week 8. For Danville, they handled Shemokin 47-14, led by 280 yards rushing and four touchdowns. And the Seals offense got a balanced attack, 191 yards passing and 250 yards rushing. Ryan, the win over Central Mountain was a good momentum builder for the Seals, but the Ironman posed a huge challenge for the Seals. We're hoping to get back-to-back wins for the first time in 2018. It was. It was a great win for Seals Group last week. They executed Pretty much in, in every aspect of the offense, they did a great job defensively. QBs both got some playing time. Both of them uh, had some success uh, throwing the ball in the air. Danny definitely had the bigger game throwing. I believe he was 12 of 15 or something like that, passing him, great percentage. Um, Bastion came in and, and had a couple completions. I think he was pushing 50 yards in the game. But both guys combined for over 100 yards rushing. Danny having a career game at 65 yards and uh, had a big TD. So, you know, Seals Grove was able to get some things done. It was a new look with the two guy, two quarterbacks going in and out. And uh, it was a new look in the fact that a lot of rushing yards coming from those quarterbacks. So it's just another threat, uh, another thing on film that the opposing teams have to see. So, you know, you've got Schoen, you've got Kahn, we've seen Hollenbach, and now you've got two QBs there in the mix that can run the ball. And every once in a while they throw Nyland in on the reverse. And, well, we saw last week Nyland had a great game from the receiving department. Yeah, you talk about Nyland in terms of his performance a week ago. Nine catches, 144 yards and a touchdown. On the season now, Nyland, 28 receptions. He's now the leading receiver for the Seals, 361 yards and two touchdowns. And like you said, nine catches a week ago against Central Mountain. And a game, Seals grow 141-13. to They were up 20-6 to at halftime. Seals grow ended up putting up 440 total yards, 200 on the ground and 190 through the air. And as they held Central Mountain to just 217 total yards, 67 rush, 150 through the air, 12 first downs for Central Mountain. And they did have three turnovers in that game to go along with nine penalties. And I talked to Coach Derek Hicks about Central Mountain, and we know, you know, they're defeated on the season, haven't been able to get that first win. But we were impressed with some of the athletes and the approach of Central Mountain when you talk about Propes, the quarterback, and Jones, that receiver. 
And it was funny, the, the last weekend uh, I was in an AAU tournament, and there were some uh, family members there from Central Mountain, and they were talking about the Jones kid being a phenomenal athlete, first year that he played football, and they were like, you should see him on a basketball court. And you could tell. The guy had footwork, he had speed, he had strength, he was a competitor, and the Probst kid was just tough both ways, defense and offense. He gave everything he had, never gave up, but just not the supporting cast. So, yeah, I mean, Seals Grove, nice win. you got to beat who's in front of you, and they did. They took care of business. It is a much different game this week in Danville, and Danville's fueled by a guy that really in the beginning of the season wasn't their main man, and the Persing kid, senior, running back, uh, wide receiver, whatever you want to call him, 67 carries, 546 yards, and nine TDs as a running back. Also has 20 receptions for 449 yards and seven TDs. Against Shamokin alone last week, 18 for 208 in the TD. And Pat, I know you've got a great breakdown. I don't know if you want to dive into it now or not, but this team is this Danville team is a completely different team since they started giving him the workload. Yeah, when you break down uh, Persing, and of course, if you look at the local media and, and the newspaper, a lot of write up about the young man. It's understandably so. And you you, you talked about his numbers overall. He wasn't the main focus of the Danville Ironman offensively when the season started. But since he's been getting a bulk of the carries and getting a lot more touches in a lot of different ways, their point total has gone up from 29.2 points per game to 44.6. In the rushing department, 214 before in the first five games. It's now up to 229 yards on the ground. The rushing attempts have gone up as well, almost 15 more carries, excuse me, almost five more carries per game. And when you get him in the mix and get him that many more touches, a great opportunity to get that athlete out in the open. And Derek does fear this kid. He does show the ability to be able to cut back. He talked about talking to his linebackers about discipline, keep them where they need to be, lateral to the, uh, to the line of scrimmage, don't overcommit because he will take advantage of that. But, again, you know, breaking down what uh, – Danville looks like from the time that they put Peyton Persing in as the main focus. I mean, it, their opponent interceptions have, I mean, defensively it's affected things too. So, and, and the thing was, he wasn't the main focus in the first five games. And the opponent record in those first five games was 10 and 30. Now, in the last three games, he's taken on Montoursville, Shimokin, and also Central Columbia. The record 15 and 9. So he's not only been become more of a focus, and the numbers have gone through the roof. But it's been against better skilled, better talented team, and they got three off to a three and zero, you know, string beating those teams. Yeah, I mean, he just he's an athlete, and and, and you, you never know who was in front of him as far as, you know, they, they got a bunch of athletes, but you, you just you never know. You don't know what his off season was like. You, you don't know what was going on coming into the season. But whatever it was, he he did something. He started proving himself. And when you start producing, and this is a great lesson for any kids listening at home, you might not be getting the role that you want or you think you deserve. And I'm sure this person, kid, thought the same thing. But look, at he stuck it out. He just kept working. And now he's he's getting the load and he's shining. So, you know, you, you, you feel good for a guy like that that it st- stuck it out when it wasn't his show and maybe deservingly so. And now it is, and he's making the most of it, and his team is benefiting from it. They're one of the hottest teams in the area. Yeah, and you break it down in his rushing department. Now this is his ind- him individually. His totals in the first five weeks, 156 yards. In the last three games, 200 or 390 Two rushing touchdowns in the first five weeks, seven in the last three weeks. And then the receiving department, you talked about his versatility. In the first five weeks, 213 yards. That's 42.6 yards per game and from the reception. The last three weeks, 236. So he's up to 79 yards per game. 
in, in receiving one at two receiving touchdowns in the first five weeks. In the last three weeks, he's had four. So he's become the focus. Derek Hicks said somebody made an awful intelligent move <laughs> to get this kid more involved. And uh, we'll talk more about him with Coach Derek Hicks as well because he is the focus of the Danville Ironman. And our focus is on the Seal and Grove Seals and the Danville Ironman here from Ironman Stadium. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. we got a lot to cover. we got the Lewisburg Green Dragons um, play-by-play announcers to give us a preview of that game. we got Chickalimmy Braves, and it's all part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family. So we got a lot to do, so don't go anywhere. It's going to be the Seal and Grove Seals against the Danville Ironman here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and, of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive-up and drop-off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of the Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's the final weeks of the Jeep Adventure Days. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $5,000 off new Renegades to qualified individuals, and we have over 20 to choose from. We're also discounting 2019 Jeep Cherokees up to $5,000, and we're also taking up to $4,500 off Jeep Compasses. Huge discounts all month long, great selection, and 0% financing on most Jeep models. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call us at 57 Jeep or visit us online at ZermanJeep.com. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live in whatever your sport. Shimoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center designed with you in mind. We are Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. We're at Ironman Stadium here on the campus of Danville High School. Looking over at a new turf here at Danville as well. Just a couple years old. Looks beautiful. Both teams going through their pregame warm-ups. Seals Grove in their white jerseys and blue pants and a blue helmet. By the Danville Ironman in their purple shirt, white pants, and white helmet. Got a lot more to cover regarding these two teams. But before we do that, the Shikalimi game can be heard on 1070 WKOK. And they're currently 1-7 after a loss to Southern Columbia a week ago. But Shik can make it. Their season turn around with an upset win over Shemokin Indians. It'll be a huge challenge for the Braves. But let's hear from the voice of the Shikolimi Braves, Kevin Hur, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. 
Well, guys, it's week nine of the high school football season, and at this point, everybody has some injuries to deal with. But Shikalami really has been dealing with them since week one, and unfortunately tonight, the Braves won't be any healthier. Coach Don Tilford noted this week that they haven't even been at full strength all season. The good news is, though, a ton of players have gotten to see the field on Friday night. It's given Drew Balistrini an opportunity to show what he can do at quarterback. He wasn't even on the roster as a quarterback when the season started. And it's also seen Ulysses Mercado turn into the featured halfback. Evan Bingham has shown a little bit of versatility this year, playing five positions on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Well, tonight they match up with Shemokin, and the question is what Shemokin team will show up. The team that moved the ball all over the field against Sealands Grove or the one that struggled a week ago against Danville. They're physical on both sides of the ball and have a very tough running quarterback in Colin Bowers. Bowers also showed a strong arm and can be a force throwing the ball from time to time. The key tonight for Shikalemi is the offense. A week ago against a lightning-fast Southern defense, the Braves barely moved the ball until the second half. They need to get Mercado, Herring, and Bingham in running tonight and keep Shemokin's defense on the field. And that's a defense that's given up an average of six yards a play this season. Shikalemi and Shemokin from Cap Memorial Stadium in Cole Township. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff at 7 on News Radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. For Seals Game Day on Eagle 107, I'm Kevin Herr. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go Seals! There's a new breed of dog in town in so many different ways to make your mouth water you've got the coney island dog with chili onions grated cheese and mustard you've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw dill pickle tomatoes mustard and poppy seeds oh si senor don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice chili and cheese i guess you can teach old dogs new tricks Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575 or on the web at slivlaw.com. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Shemokin. Health Center Designed with you in mind Welcome back to Seals Game Day Driven by Sunbury Motor Company Here on Eagle 107 Eagle107.com just heard from Kevin Herr covering the Shikalemi Braves. You also have the Lewisburg Green Dragons 
as Lewisburg's looking to avoid its first back-to-back losses all season after falling to Jersey Shore 25-17 last week. But to do that, they'll have a travel and take on the 5-3 and three Central Columbia Blue Jays. Tough challenge for the Lewisburg Green Dragons. It's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Central Columbia Blue Jays tonight in a Heartland Conference crossover game. Tonight's game will be played on the campus of Central Columbia High School. Lewisburg comes into tonight's contest with a record of 5-3, and three, and Central Columbia also comes in with a record of 5-3. and three. Last week, Lewisburg was defeated by Jersey Shore by a score of 25-17 to 17 in a game in which Lewisburg jumped out to a 10-0 lead and was driving for another score when the Green Dragons turned the ball over and Jersey Shore got back into the ball game. Lewisburg turned the ball over four times in the ballgame and had several penalties that enabled Jersey Shore to keep drives going or stopping Lewisburg drives. The Green Dragons were led offensively again by Max Moyers, who rushed for 178 yards and two touchdowns. Jack Diefenderfer kicked a 22-yard field goal for the Green Dragons. Central Columbia comes into tonight's game, coming off a 49-0 victory over Warrior Run. Central Columbia is led offensively by senior running back Isaac Gensimer and quarterback Trey Devlin. Gensimer has rushed for 980 yards in the year and has 14 rushing touchdowns. Devlin has thrown for over 1,100 yards and has 11 touchdown passes. Central Columbia plays an odd man front and defense and plays a zone defense in the secondary. This defense has given Lewisburg problems in past years. It will be important for the Lewisburg's offensive line to again be able to open holes for the running backs. Defensively, the Green Dragons are going to have to control the running game of Isaac Gensmer. This is something they have not been able to do previously, as Gensmer has rushed for over 600 yards in his career against Lewisburg. Game time is 7 o'clock, with the pregame at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. All right, Greg, thanks very much. Sean Carey with you in studio as we continue Seals game day on Eagle 107. We've got our scoreboard updates. They'll be happening all night long at eagle107.com. You can stay updated. We, of course, have uh, score updates on Shikolemi Shimokin. Live coverage, too, will be on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And as Greg mentioned, Lewisburg Central Columbia on 100.9 The Valley. Also on the Week 9 scoreboard, Mount Carmel will be at Bloomsburg. Wallen Popak at Injury Depleted Williamsport. Uh, their quarterback, Joe Fagnano, may not start tonight for the Millionaires. Uh, Trayson Potts, who was already verbally committed to Minnesota, so he's going to be out for the rest of the season, and the Millionaires also could be without their top wide receiver tonight. So it could be tough sledding against Wallen Popak. Upper Dauphin tonight is at Pine Grove. Milton at South Williamsport. The Wildcats versus the Wildcats. Central Mountain at Mifflinburg. Tri-Valley at Line Mountain. Undefeated Halifax tonight between the Pines at Williams Valley. Warrior Run at Loyal Sock. Tawanda at Montoursville. Hughesville. God bless you, Spartans, as they take on undefeated Southern Columbia. Dallas at Berwick. Juniata at Millersburg. Coming up tomorrow, Vincentian Academy will be at Midwest and Holy Cross at Columbia Montour Votech. After the break, we will return to Danville and Seals Game Day with Pat and Ryan as we get you all the information you need leading up to the kickoff at 7 between the Ironmen and the Seals Grove Seals. This is Seals Game Day on Eagle 107. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Fan food. 
The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket. The Five Buck Lunch. KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger or the new Crispy Chicken Salad. And if it is a blizzard that you want, the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough is the blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day. Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. The Seals grow Seals in their pregame warm-ups, getting ready to take on the 7-1 Danville Ironman and Ryan, you can look back to 2013 and look at the comparison to two games. As we talked about it already, Danville came in at that point 8-1, trying to beat a Sealsgrove team at that point was 4-5. Sealsgrove got the upset win at home where they went up 14-0. Two Isaiah Rapp rushing touchdowns in the game. Joey Radel kicked a field goal. Now two touchdowns late in that game by Danville would cut it to 17-14. But Sealsgrove came away with a win. And that's the kind of feel you have here tonight. It would be a huge upset if Seals was able to come here to Danville and beat a Danville team that's just been on a roll when you look at what they've done throughout the season. Their last three games, convincing wins. They beat Central Columbia, good ball club, who's at 5-3. and three. Central Columbia's losses have been to Mount Carmel, Southern, and Danville. So they, they're a good, good team. And Danville beat them 35-21. They beat Montoursville. It's a big battle, one-loss teams. They put up 52 points in that game, won that one 52 to 26, and they beat a Shimoka team that we had a close and personal uh, witness of how good they've gotten, but they beat Shimoka 47 to 14 a week ago, so we know that the uh, Danville Ironmen are a very good team. It would be a huge upset. Seals Grove is able to get this one here tonight. And that's the scariest thing that we have written down here to me, because we just played Shimoka, and it's not like it was the beginning of the season. We go, oh, some things have changed. Uh, Shimoka just took care of business in Seals Grove two weeks ago, and Danville last week handled them so that's where i get a little scared but for me the seals group team you know and i talking with the offensive coordinator Derek pope 
you know, this team, I'm not quite sure what their identity is. We've seen them shine and, and have some amazing games. Berwick, Loyal Soccer, mm-hmm. just beautiful games. I thought the Lewisburg game was a really good game, especially for the first game of the season. And then there's been the games like Southern, which I don't, I don't really know, but Shimokin one was one of those where, like, hmm, um, that one caught me by surprise. But I'm going to go back a little bit since we're doing some of these game stats and stuff in between. Uh, the, I'm going to go back in the history of Danville and Seals. I'm going to show you or tell you. About a couple top performers they've had. Passing-wise, Isaiah Rapp, 183 yards in 2013. Javon Batts got the rushing one on it. They had 106 in 2012. Uh, receiving department, Ryan Kaiser had 81 in 2009. And that was a crazy game. I don't think Ryan Kaiser played after the first quarter because Seals Grove had like 100 points <laughs> in the first like four minutes. And then uh, tackles, Connor Leesenfield, 16 in 2012. There's a little bit of history there for top performers between Seals Grove and Danville. Well, and then as we move through the game notes, of course, given to us and all the hard work Jack Showers puts together. And, you know, Danny Shock, you know, he had a good game against Chickalemi, 309 yards, and then he's fallen off a little bit. Freshman, you know, quarterback, you know you're going to have your ups and downs. But he looked to bounce back and had his best game since Chickalemi a week ago. And you mentioned 12 for 15, 145 yards, had a touchdown, and had a long touchdown run in that game where we got to see really his athletic ability. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we were told in the beginning of the year, people don't realize how, how good or how smooth of a runner he is. And, and he did. He made some shifty moves and showed some speed. Um, and, and Bastion's a great runner, too. Actually, Bastion's more of your running back quarterback. He's got gets the low hips, explodes, got a little bit more of that fast twitch movement. But both of those guys did a great job. Speaking of shock, did hit the 1,000-yard mark on the season, becoming just the second freshman in uh, school history to eclipse the century mark passing. The only other one wore the same number and played last year, Logan Livey. When you talked about uh, the running by shock, and again, it was a 67-yard, uh, career-high 67 yards, including that 58-yard touchdown run that he had in third quarter against Central Mountain. And, and you said, you talked about Coy Bastion, what a nice little mix they've been able to find there. Three for nine, just 46 yards, but he did have a touchdown as well, and he has added 54 yards rushing. And when you look at his four of them, 10, 15, 13, 16 yards. So he's able to get out to that edge, falling behind some good blocking and able to pick up good chunks of yardage. But the man who had the big night to go along with what uh, Chuck did was Josh Nyland. And we talked about it. it was his fourth 100-yard receiving game and second this season. His 57 receptions. And, you know, we always keep an eye on the record books that we thought come in this year. Are there anybody that's really going to be able to move up the record books, you know, as we've been watching over the past nine years covering Seals Grove football, but then you look at Nyland, like I said, 57 receptions. He's six, seven, he sits 17th in school history, 878 yards, 16th all-time. He's just a junior. Nyland is just 122 yards from becoming the 14th receiver with over 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, you know, So he's starting to find himself, and he could grow along with what you got as your quarterback shock. This could be a huge combination. Well, I and mean, what's funny about him is he was primarily a defensive guy coming in as a freshman, as a sophomore, is known for the cornerback. But when Ricky Cope went down last year, they wanted to get that speedy style receiver in. So they moved Nyland to the receiver. He did a great job first game. If I remember right, was against Shikalimi. And he came out and caught some big passes. I think he actually took a hit in that game where he got banged up. He played through that, had a big game. And then, it's, you know, he hasn't looked back since. He's had some really nice performances. Definitely a good athlete. And like you said, he's somehow quietly snuck in to the talks of some of these records and he's right in the mix of it all and only a junior he's only going to keep getting better and uh next year at this time 
There'll be better stats that we'll be talking about and, and climbing up the record book. You're listening to uh, Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com as we're getting ready at the top of the hour for the Seals Grow Seals taking on the Danville Ironman here from Ironman Stadium. Uh, Ryan mentioned about the lights. It's uh, a very uh, new-looking, uh, actually the turf is very new, but even the lighting system is very different here. Looking forward to a, a great visual here. Uh, between the Seals and the Danville Ironman. And, uh, you know, we talked about playing big games. And defensively, they're going to have to come up big. And, you know, the numbers that Seals are able to put up are going to have to become up big here against a very explosive Danville team. Well, the most impressive Seals Grove stat that I've seen defensively is they've recovered 14 fumbles. And that is just unbelievable. And uh, 11 different players have recovered a fumble, and nine of them have been forced. So these this isn't just bad snaps. And, and a defensive nose guard or end is jumping on the ball. These are big hits, fundamental hits, helmet on the football, knock it free, aggressive guys flying to the ball and being in position. You know, some people can call it luck. I I, I don't think that's what it is. I think these are as aggressive Seals Grove defense that's always flowing to the ball, always putting guys in position. They create their own luck, and that is a very, very impressive uh, stat there defensively for Seals Grove. And a week ago, they doubled their interceptions on the season with the Danny Shock interception and Makai Shower interception, a huge interception coming at a big time from Makai Showers. As it looked like at the end of the first half there that maybe Central Mountain would be able to tie the game, possibly put Central Mountain up on Seals Grove. Makai Showers steps in front of a pass, makes the interception that eventually led to a touchdown going back the other way. So possibly the biggest play of the game for uh, Seals Grove from a momentum standpoint and making sure Central Mountain didn't take advantage of a turnover by Seals Grove. Well, wasn't that your Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game? Okay. And it certainly, certainly was. But again, defense is going to have to play big. Teague Hoover has played well coming in, uh, but it's going to be a little bit of everybody. Here's a great stat, too. The Seals D has recorded a sack in every game this season. And that's without Tony Dressler, the sack master. That's right. I mean, the guys, he, he, he paved the way for them. He, he, he showed them some. He taught them well. And Ziders, boy, what a season he's having as well. I'm just impressed with the style of football he plays. And he doesn't always get that stat, but he is always in the mix, always drawing a ton of attention. And uh, a lot of these younger linebackers and, and defensive linemen are, are, are benefiting from that attention and that effort, and they're learning from him. And Siders, to me, is the heart and soul of this defense. Well, and the defense is going to have to deal with an Ironman team, very balanced offensively, 418 total yards, 219 on the ground, 198 through the air. Another big part of this, and always is, is the turnover margin. Yeah, you know, before I even start talking about that, i, I got to mention, too, Joe Kahn as well. So you got Ziders on one side of the field. You got Joe on there. They're both those guys that don't always get that stat, but they are. They're the heart and soul of this defense. Those are the leaders there. I just don't want to. I don't want to leave Joe out of there because Joe and, and and Blaze right now on that defense. They're the ones leading the way. They're the ones getting these guys, and you can see it. You see it on the field. You see the emotion. You see the conversations. They're definitely the leaders for this defense. Well, and you talk about that, and then talk about a Ziders kid that we didn't know much about a couple years ago. You know, you knew he's a bigger kid came in, but that's what the program's about and that's what we're keeping an eye on some of these freshmen sophomore who are going to be the next guys to come through and keep this program at a high level that it's been you know for years and years now we always get that we always kind of we're always looking for that and it always is somebody that just steps up and one that really sticks out to me is i'll never forget this when we were playing out out at milton years ago and coaches weren't happy with what they were seeing in the field threw some sophomores in there at linebacker and one of them was mikey walter <laughs> and we were like whoa 
Yep. And that was the beginning of a very good football player and linebacker at Seelensgrove. So we look for those guys. And Ziders definitely stood out last year when he filled in for a few games starting a defensive end. And we kind of said, there it is. That's the next guy up. Well, it's a lot more to talk about defensively against this explosive Ironman team. And also talking about Seelensgrove on the offensive side. We have the Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week. It's the Jersey Shore Bulldogs hosting the 7-1 Ball Eagle area. Eagle area looking to win eight games, which matches the win total over the last three years. So we'll keep an eye on that game going throughout. And again, it's our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. Take a break. Come back. Get right here from the headband, Coach Terry Kicks. This is Heels Game Day here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. This is Eagle 107. Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motors, Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai, North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Camp. On the strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sean Carey with you back in studios. We're less than a half an hour away from the kickoff between Danville and Seawans Grove. The team's 86 matchups, the most of any opponent in Seawans Grove football history, starting back in 1929, first year that the teams matched up with the Seals, taking a 7-0 victory. Some of the top performances in this long-standing rivalry include the 2009 performance by senior Ryan Kaiser, who completed the night with 81 yards receiving. And what about 2012 linebacker Connor Liesenfeld, who put together a 16-tackle performance? Also, in 2012, freshman running back Javon Batts went over 100 yards on the night as he finished 
with 106 yards on the ground. Well, they're meeting for the first time in five years, and coming up after the break, we'll have our weekly conversation with the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals in the Derek Hicks pregame show on Seals Game Day next on Eagle 107. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Eagle107.com. This is Sealens Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Derek Hicks pregame show. Pat O'Brien along with Coach Derek Hicks as the Seals Grove Seals look to make it back-to-back wins for the first time in 2018 after the win a week ago against Central Mountain, winning that one 41-13. And Derek, that's where we'll start. You needed a confidence builder. You needed a game to get back on the winning track after the, the Shemokin loss. Your thoughts after watching some film and seeing what you guys did against Central Mountain uh, as you prepare for a big matchup against Danville? Uh, you know, Central Mountain was good. Um, you know, first of all, looking at the offense, I mean, they, they came out, tried the same game plan that Schmoken had, um, you know, packed the box, lots of pressure. Uh, first series, it worked. And then, um, you know, the kids kind of settled in, uh, you know, remembered the, the adjustments we had made through the week and talked about that. And, uh, and, and things got going. And it was nice because it was a little bit of everybody, you know. Nate Schoen did a nice job. Joe Kahn running the football. Uh, and then both Danny and Coy uh, did some nice things at quarterback. So, all in all, it was, it was, you know, after the week before, it was just kind of a nice rebound game for us. Now, we know Central Mountain struggled, and it came in, uh, you know, defeated on the season. But uh, they had some athletes. The quarterback, I thought, did a nice job under a lot of distress. And the uh, receiver, Jones, he caught the ball with the wide receiver, you know, screen kind of look and made some plays for him. Yeah, I mean, we knew coming in, like you said, quarterback's a good athlete, and then... Uh, you know, they had two uh, two tall guys on the outside, six two, six three, and uh, they they both did a nice job of uh, of catching the football and getting some yards. So uh, certainly some athletes there, and our kids did a nice job to uh, to shut them down for the most part. So you get the win over Central Mountain, moving to tonight's game against the Danville Ironman. Danville coming at seven and one, putting up almost forty points per game, and they do it. 
a lot wrapped around this kid, number 17, Peyton uh, Persing. Your thoughts seeing him on film and the type of athlete he is? Uh, you know, I have uh, watched all their, all their games from this year, and uh, the last couple weeks they, they kind of switched things up. You know, still same formations, but they're doing a, a lot of stuff differently with Peyton. And, uh, you know, it's paid dividends a couple weeks ago. He had six touchdowns uh, last week, a couple more. So, you know, he's far and away their best athlete. And, uh, you know, any good coach, you want to get the ball to your best athlete, and, and they're finding ways to do that. Does he fall under the same realm as an athlete as you saw week one against Dylan Farinato, a kid like Tegan Wilk for Berwick, and even Gerald Ross for Loyal Sox? Uh, you know, speed-wise, athlete, you know, as an athlete, yeah. Uh, the difference, you know, Ross was a tall kid, could get up. Same thing with Farinato. Uh, Peyton's, I, I believe, listed at like 5'9", 5'10". So, you know, height-wise, he's not that guy that's going to go out on the outside and be the threat for that jump ball. Uh, but as an athlete, you know, he's probably out of that group, might be the, the quickest one, uh, does a great job, great vision when he's running the football. Talking to Coach Derek Hicks here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, part of the Derek Hicks pregame show, getting ready for the Seals Grove Seals taking on the Danville Ironman. One thing they do do with number 17, and that's uh, Peyton Persing, a lot of motion stuff. And then they get them in a jet sweep type thing. How do you? What do you do preparation-wise for your defense to manage all the movement and the kind of action you'll see from him? Uh, you know, honestly, it's one of those smoke and mirrors things where, uh, you know, the down men aren't seeing any of that, which is good. And then, uh, you know, second secondaries on the outside, they're kind of locked on to their guys. So that motion falls on the linebackers. And realistically, those guys just have to read their keys. You know, and if they forget the smoke and mirrors, focus on their keys, every play, the key that they should be reading is going to take them to the football. Uh, you know, they just can't get distracted by... Uh, by the motion and the things they're trying to do to throw you off. And staying on the theme of Peyton Persing, one thing you saw a lot in film was cutback. He'll get you going one way, use his athletic ability to cut back across the grain and make a big play. What's the discipline talk for your guys to manage that the, the cutback look that you'll get from, from that athlete? You know, uh, funny because on Wednesday I met with the defense. We went through a film session after practice, and that was exactly the focus for the linebackers is backside guys, you know, you can't bail parallel to the line of scrimmage. You can't get running laterally and because um, you're going to overrun things. They have to make the proper run fits. They have to throttle down. Kind of, It seems like you're not going to get there, but be patient and uh, allow that cutback to come back to you if it happens. Now, what's the action that you got against like a, a Shemokin team or some other team this year that would help prepare you for this type of athlete? Um, you know, I hate to say it because it, it was not pretty, but, um, you know, they're going to run the wing T just like Southern. Okay. You know, and when you look at the vision that, that the Garcia brothers had, you know, this is going to be the same thing. Um, you know, so hopefully it's been a while, but hopefully the kids learn from that. And, uh, you know, we make that adjustment. We've worked it in practice this week, like I said, looked at it on film. And uh, that's certainly one of the keys to the game. So that's kind of a look at them offensively. On the defensive side, two guys that jump out at me, number 64, Ryan Browse, nine tackles for loss, 3.5 sacks on the season. And number 65, the leading tackler for Danville, Preston uh, Fosnott. What have you seen from those guys, and uh, what kind of challenge are they going to bring to you? Uh, you know, they're a good defense, um, you know, kind of the opposite uh 
when you look at their experience, the opposite of us. Uh, seniors everywhere, guys that have been starting since their sophomore year, uh, took some lumps two years ago, and it's paying dividends. And, uh, you know, the two guys you mentioned are just kind of, uh, you know, two pieces of that puzzle that are that, that's a very good defense. Uh, I think the most impressive is Preston Fosnott. You know, does a great job from his inside backer. He's a big kid. They have him listed at six foot. Um, I was next to him this summer, and you know, I, I think he's a little bit bigger than that. You know, six one type kid, and, and goes a solid two twenty five. He's strong as can be. Uh, so on the inside, uh, out of that three five, he's certainly a, a threat that you have to be aware of. With the comparison to a Jack Gogger from years gone by, be similar to what you see from the Fosnock kid. Uh yeah. You know, problem maybe not quite as strong as Jack was, but uh, you know. A little bit taller, has a, a little bit more. Uh, how do I want to say? It? Longer arms. He's able to use that leverage uh, because he, you know he's got that size. Now talking about uh, your seals, they prepare for a huge challenge. Danville comes in at seven and one. You get a good win last week to kind of build the confidence. You made some adjustments defensively. We saw Danny Shock on defense. What was the thought process behind that, and then how did he do? Uh, you know, he did a nice job, had a pick, a uh, couple breakups, and, you know, that was just normally we would have uh, Ben Swineford flipping sides, you know, going to the taller receiver. Uh, but, you know, w- when you got two guys that are both 6'2", 6'3", uh, you're not going to flip Ben, and, uh, you know, there, there's nothing to do there. So, you know, they, on film, we had seen a lot of jump balls to either guy. And uh, we thought, hey, let's give Danny a go. He's been looking good in practice uh, just because it gives Now we got two corners that are that are equally at that 6-2. And, uh, you know, both he and Ben did a nice job on the outside. Will we continue to see him play in that corner position uh, this week? Oh, we got lots of surprises for you tonight <laughs> on the defensive side. So a uh, little bit of shake-up because of facing the wing tee. So uh, I'll, I'll be tight-lipped on that and let you guys figure it out come game time. Now, other adjustments uh, you talk about, you know, we just talked about Danny on the defensive side. And I and I say this because I know the importance of an offensive line and, and the offensive line having that continuity. Where are they? And is it the returning offensive line that you've seen over the last couple weeks? Yeah, same guys. And, uh, you know, I actually... Actually talked to him at practice this week and said uh, we, we just have to find that sense of urgency you know you watch defense and, and it's the same guys you know it's blaze it's Everett Mike Malls in there times Micaiah showers and uh, you know they're they're busting through looking to hit somebody playing with excitement and, and that's got to translate to offense you know we've got to find that excitement with you know pushing some guys around and moving the football and you uh, you talked about Makai Showers' big interception a week ago, setting up an eventual touchdown for yourself. But the one guy that really jumped out, and it's what Seals Grove is known for because it's a program. Younger guys coming through the program and moving into the big lights of the Friday Night Lights, Ryan Allman. Great game last week. Uh, continues. And one thing he said he loved doing is that blitz. And yet empty backfield, and here comes the blitz. Yeah, you know, Ryan's uh, you know another young kid, just a sophomore. And, uh, you know, we thought we might get a little something out of him this year, spelling guys. And uh, when we ended up moving Nate Schoen down to the D-line, Ryan uh, has stepped up and done a, done, a, done a great job for us. Talking to Coach Derek Hicks as the Seals prepare for the Danville Ironman. Danville 7-1 and one on the season. Have a great year. Again, averaging almost 40 points per game. Huge challenge for the Seals. Derek, before I let you go, you know, and I, and I like to ask, your team wins because they do what 
really well Friday night? Uh, you know, two things. I think offensively we win if we're able to uh, sustain drives, keep their offense off the field. Uh, and, and defensively, we've got to contain Persing. If we can find a way to do those two things, we got a pretty good shot. Well, Derek, we appreciate the time. As always, good luck to your Seals as they try to make it back-to-back wins for the first time in 2018 and try to live up to a big challenge of the Danville Ironman. And it's all going to be heard right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Eagle107.com Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. Tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors Game Night. It's Sunbury Motors Game Night after the game here on Eagle 107 at Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. We said about Seals Grove Seals sit at four and four, and the Danville Ironmen are at seven and one. First, take a look how the Ironmen got to this point. They beat Chick week one, 41 to seven. Then they traveled to Loyal Sock and lost to Loyal Sock 41 to 40 before beating Warrior Run 38 to 20. They have back-to-back road games at Mifflinburg and at Milton and handled both those teams easily by a combined score of 65 to 3. And then they had a three-game run here against very good teams, beating Central Columbia 35-21. Beat Montoursville, they doubled them up 52-26 to before beating Shemokin a week ago, 47-14. After tonight, the Danville Ironman will take on the undefeated Southern Columbia Tigers. For Seals Grove, sitting at 4-4, four and four, they opened up the year with a 10-point loss to Lewisburg Green Dragons, a game they led at halftime, 14-13, would eventually lose that game 32-22. to they came back, beat Jersey Shore at home 31-10. The Seals Grove traveled to Southern and lost to Southern 48-0. They bounced back and beat Chick at home 35-0 before falling to Berwick at home 21-7. Seals Grove would travel to Loyal Sock, take on the Lancers, and handed to the Lancers a 34-7 loss. They lost to Shimoka two weeks ago, 40-48 at home, and then traveled to Central Mountain and beat the Wildcats 41-13. After tonight, Seals Grove will take on the Montoursville Warriors at home. Seals Grove coming in tonight averaging 22.2.5 points a game. 
giving up 21.8 points a game for the Sealands Grove Seals. And we talked about offensively what Danville can do. Coming tonight, averaging almost 40 points per game. They've had 318 points on the season. Impressive. Most points they scored is 52 against Montoursville. They put up 40 points four times and 30 points eight times. 40 points and only lost to Loyal Sock, 41 to 40. Looking at the past five years for the Danville Ironmen, in 2017, they were 9-3 and three and eventually lose to Loyal Sock in the playoffs. In 2016, the Ironmen were 7-5 and five and they lost to Montoursville in the district playoffs 2015 they were seven and four and lost to athens in the district playoffs 2014 they were one and nine in 2013 they were ten and three would eventually lose to troy so over those past five years danville 34 wins 24 losses one state playoff game two losses in district four championship game for seals grove over the last Five years, 46-19, and 19, including 11-3 record a year ago where they made it to the quarters in state playoffs. 2016, they were 8-4, and four, and they lost to Jersey Shore in a District 4 championship game. 2015, they ended up 12-2. and two. They would eventually lose to Salkin Valley. 2014, 9-4, they lost to Somerset. In 2013, they were 6-6 six and six, where they lost to Jersey Shore. Again, 46-19 and 19 over those last five years. Three District 4 championships, five straight District 4 championship games they've competed in. Ryan, we've seen a lot of good teams over the last five years and over the last nine seasons of covering Seals Grove Seals. Don't know if I remember a team coming in being as inexperienced, but they are led by some seniors who have gone through all these things we just talked about when you start with a guy like Joe Cotton. Uh, yeah, I mean, first off, last nine years we've watched, in my opinion, the best football in the area. Love Seals Grove football, always good, always come out, play hard-nosed, and uh, these kids never give up. Um, guys like Joe Kahn, are, are, if you think about a Seals Grove football player, Joe Kahn, Ziders, those are what a Seals Grove football player is, hard-nosed guys, hard workers, weight room guys, uh, passionate, emotional, give it everything they have, and, and without guys like them, it wouldn't be as fun for you and I to, to cover to cover these Seals Grove football teams. So uh, kudos to those guys keeping the tradition going. You hope the guys below them are are uh, picking up, you know, where, where they're going to let off here as they are seniors. And it's the old saying that Seals Grove football's had for a long time. Tradition never never graduates. And one thing that doesn't graduate for the Seals is their defensive play. And this year has been no different, even though they sit at 4-4. Four and four, Tackle for loss, 39 on the season. It's almost five tackles for loss on the season. 15 sacks, almost two a game. Interceptions have been down um, for Seals Grove. And... Um, you know, you look at fumble recoveries. You talked about it already, Ryan. That, you know, 14 on the season and two have been returned for touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. The latest one was Ryan Allman scooped it off the turf and took it in. The other one was uh, Ben Swineford when he got one against Loyal Sox. So Seals Grove has continued to put up numbers, and we can't say it enough. A performance that we're going to need to see tonight against a team like Danville was what we saw. It a loss to Berwick. But holding Berwick to seven points in that first half, eventually lose twenty-one-seven. But the defense played out of their minds. And it's one of those games that, yeah, we didn't get the W, but you walked away with a, a load of confidence and a feeling that you can compete with anybody. So this team's shown that they've shown the ability to compete with the better teams, and uh, you know it's just a matter of putting it all together. And that's where the inexperience and the young and and it's a small senior class. When you have a small senior class, you're going to expect some growing pains. And I think we've we've witnessed some of this, but we've also witnessed uh, some moments of excellence. So. Just depends on what, what are we going to get tonight, and I I hope it's that you know all locked in, all ready to go because 
it's hard to say this because only one loss, but I think Danville's somewhat underrated. And I think they're a really, really good athletic football team. Oh, and they starts with their quarterback, Caden Riley, just a sophomore, six foot, 159 pounds, 90 completions on 152 attempts, over 1,500 yards, 17 touchdowns to just five picks. In the backfield, you'll see Eric Cease. He's a senior, 5'10", 185 pounds, has 166 yards on the season and a touchdown. Austin Millar, he's a senior, 5'9", 160 pounds. He has 336 yards, five touchdowns on 65 carries. Peyton Persane, we talked about him. He's the athlete, senior, 5'10", 173 pounds. He has 67 carries for 546 yards, nine touchdowns. That's over eight yards a carry for the senior, number 17 for the Danville Ironman. Shane Kozak, he's a Z-back, as they call it here in Danville. Senior as well, six foot, 170 pounds, 518 yards, three touchdowns on the season. Peyton Riley, wide receiver, senior as well, 6'1", 164 pounds. He has 24 catches, 433 yards, seven touchdowns. Up front, you'll see Mederick, Zerby, Dunkel, Vestine, and Fosnott up front for the Danville Ironman offensive line, and their tight end is Colton Sidler. He's a junior, 5'11", 164 pounds. For the Seals Court Seals on the offensive side, Danny Schock, the freshman, 6'3", 186 pounds, 86 completions on 146 attempts, over 1,000 yards. You heard it during our pregame. Only the second freshman to go over 1,000 yards. He's got seven touchdowns to eight picks. Joe Kahn, the senior running back, 392 yards, so he's closing on 400 yards on the season. Got four touchdowns. Nate Schoen, the fullback. Just a sophomore, 44 carries, 314 yards, four touchdowns. He's averaging over seven yards a carry from his fullback position. The receiving core, senior Ben Swineford and Josh Nyland. Josh Nyland now the leading receiver, 28 catches, 361 yards and two touchdowns. The Seals Grove lineman up front, Blaze Ziders, Everett Thomas, Michael Mall, Trey Bainey, and Garrett Benford averaging 252 pounds per player for the Seals Grove Seals. The tight end is Wyatt Metzger, 15 catches, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Both teams have returned to the field, getting ready for the opening kickoff. We're going to take a break, come back, we're going to hear from Ryan. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals? We'll take a look at the defense of probable starters for both teams, all that and more as we continue with Seals game day here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. My seal of the deal. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket, the Five Buck Lunch, KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger, or the new Crispy Chicken Salad. And if it is a blizzard that you want, the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough is the blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Fire M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. 
Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go SEALs! Eagle 107. We're WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Ironman Stadium. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, getting ready for the Sealands Grove Seals in the Danville Ironman. But before we do that, as we always do, wrapping up Seals game day, we send it to Ryan. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Sealands Grove Seals? Well, this uh, seal the deal, Pat, is not going to be of your norm, the offensive line talk. We all know that's important. Tonight, I think winning the coin toss is huge, which we just did. And I think what a big thing here is, is coming out in this offense for Seals Grove, taking the ball down the field and scoring first. I really think this team feeds off its early play. If we can come out, put a touchdown together early on, we're going to play with a different level of confidence. And I think you're going to get that Seals Grove Seal team that you saw against Berwick and uh, or Loyal Sock. You're just going to get that level of confidence. So I think it's huge to win the coin toss, being able to receive the ball, which we don't normally do. We usually kick. So I think the coaches are on the same level. Get the ball, go out, put a drive together would be huge for the Seals Grove team. Obviously, if they don't, it's not the end of the game. But I just think that's a big part to sealing the deal tonight for the Seals Grove team to get a win. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North Ford Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Seals Grove football in WEGH, Northumberland, Seals Grove, and we're underway. Return man, that's Khan catching it at the 7. Working from left to right, beyond the right hash, cuts it back up. There's a flag on the play as he crosses the 20 and gets it out to the 24-yard line, but there is a flag on the play. Again, look at offensively for Seals Grove, Danny Shockey, quarterback. In the backfield, Khan and Schoen. The receiving core, Swineford, Nyland, the tight end is Metzger. The offensive line up front, Blaze Ziders, Everett Thomas, Michael Mall, Trey Bainey, and Garrett Benford for the Seals Grove Seals. Defensively for the Danville Ironman up front, Zerby, Browse, Vestine, the linebackers, Falsnut, Cease, Sidler, Harris, and Kozik. The defensive backs, Peyton Riley, Ian Persing, and Evan Welliver. Evan Welliver, 23 tackles on the season, two interceptions from his safety position. The penalty go against the Seals Grove Seals and drives them back just outside of their own 10-yard line. First down at 10, just underway here from Ironman Stadium. Shotgun formation for Shock. Long count. Sending a man in motion from left to right. Gets the snap. Gives it to Schoen. Schoen trying to bounce off the tackle. Not going to be able to pick up maybe a half yard, and that's going to be it. So it'll be a second down and long for the Seals on their opening drive. Got Schoen comes out, gets the ball, showing the patient running that he has. Uh, just got himself tripped up a little bit there as he, he, as he made his cut back, and it's going to be no gain there. Seals Grove again will be second down to 10. From their own 11-yard line following that penalty on the run back by Kahn. So they're going to stay in a shotgun formation, showing Malone back in the backfield. Wide receivers to each side. Taking the snap is Shock. Looking. Gets rid of it. Going to underthrow intended for Nylon, who's driven to the turf. But that's 
going to come after the incompletion. Kozik defensively on Nyland that time, and it's quickly a third down and ten for the Seals. About sprint rollout pass there. Seals over the last week or so has been going a little more to that, and uh, I think it's buying more time and, and getting Danny on the run. And same with Bashan when he's in. A little bit low of a throw, but still hit Nyland in the hands. He probably should have caught that. Would have been a minimal gain, but now Seals Grove got to be careful here. Third and long on your uh, on your home loving yard line cannot force a turnover here. Danville has 11 interceptions on the season. Sittler has three of them. Third down and ten for the Seals. Shock dropping back. Gets rid of it. Got the time. Got Metzger beyond the defense. Makes the catch at the 40. Drags the defender into Danville territory. All the way down to the 47-yard line for the Seals. Well, one thing that the recipe all year long for Seals Grove offensive success has been that shock to Metzger, Metzger connection. And the weeks that we didn't really hear his name were not the better weeks for the Seals offense. So getting that early strike on third down and 10 from your own 11-yard line, getting it across midfield, that is a big play. And I don't know if there's a better player to get going on this Seals offense outside of Danny Schock being Metzger. 42-yard reception for the Seals Grove Seals as they take the ball into Danville territory. First down and 10. Schock turns, gives it to Kahn, makes a man miss in the backfield, but then swarmed over by that Danville defense led by Browse, number 64, Ryan Browse, 5'10", 220 pounds, came in with nine tackles for loss, leading the team in that category, and 3.5 sacks, also leading the team in that category. He ended on the stop that time, maybe a half-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and long for the Seals. And just going back to the third down play, what a beautiful throw from Danny Schock. I mean, that was 30-plus yards in the air, hitting Metzger in stride. Metzger got deeper than every defender over the shoulder catch. Everything was executed perfectly. Long count by Shock. Gets it. Gives it to Schoen. Schoen's able to drive through defenders. Extends the ball. Lucky he didn't get it knocked out of his hands as he's going to be short of the 41-yard line. So it's going to be a third down. We'll call it about five for the Seals. They are in Danville territory on this third down play. Very risky move there by Schoen reaching out there as he was going down. He did take a hit on the arm that he had outreached. Uh, it looked to me like the ball might have came a little bit free, but he was able to just uh, pin it back up against himself. But got to be careful there, got to be smart. And uh, really it only got him a couple extra feet, maybe two at most. So a third down, we're called a long four for the Seals. Shot gets it out of the shotgun, throws out. it. Got a man wide open. That's Kantz making a catch. He's got a first down. Lunges just short of the 32-yard line. Looks like they'll mark it inside the 32-yard line. He's got all the way down to the 31-yard line after the 10-yard pickup. It's worth noting, Danville runs a 3-5 defense just like Seals Grove. So this is a defense that this offense has seen many a times. And just like we do, a lot of underneath stuff is given up in the passing game. You're going to see that short out pass is going to be pretty open all night long. Danville doesn't blitz as much, though, as Seals Grove out of the 3-5. Shock rolling to his left. He's got some time. Now it's going to take off and run. Try to run away from Fosnott. You're not going to. Fosnott drives him into the turf. He's the leading tackler for the Danville Ironman. And I said to Coach Derek Hicks, the kid kind of reminds me of what we saw years gone by with the Jack Gogler. He gets to the play. It's usually over. Yeah, big athlete there, Fosnott, the linebacker position, I believe number 65. And I like the decision there by Danny Tuck and go. But get low, slide, don't stay tall and take the hit underneath the armpit and driven to the ground. That's how you get injured. Danny needs to just get down, slide, take the yard, and not the big hit. So now it's a second down and long. Called it nine. 8.34 to go in the opening quarter. Opening possession for the Seals. No score. Under some pressure, shock. Throw the screen pass. He's got Khan. Makes a catch. Follows some 
blocking to get inside of the 25-yard line, down close to the 23-yard line, about a seven-yard pickup, short of a first down, but very manageable third-down play. Yeah, by about a yard, and it was a well-set-up screen there, and, and the pressure came right off the back end. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, no. We missed an assignment. Guy's going to come get Danny on the blind side. But, no, it was an easily, an easy and well-executed setup in the screen. And Joe Conn catches it, secures it, turns downfield, and gets big yards. Third down and two for the Seals, their opening drive. Fakes it to the deep man. Now he is under pressure. Gets rid of it, and it's in and out of Metzger's hands. Uh, Metzger had it wide open at the 20-yard line and would have been enough for a first down. It drops it be a fourth down and two for the seals metzger wide open there he catches that ball and it is absolutely a first down but not the case it was one of those things where he's turned his head looking downfield before he secured the ball very uncharacteristic of him did have a couple drops last week or the week before i might get my 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 weeks mixed up but a bunch of those were way out in front of him really not his fault that one was easily a manageable catch for him but i have a funny feeling he'll make up for it Fourth down play here for the Seals, trying to keep the drive alive. Plenty of time. Metzger beyond the defense and out of his hands. And it looked like he got up by his shoulder pad. And it's going to be a turnover on downs. An opening drive, very well done by Seals Grove. But, boy, they were looking for more there. Unable to make the connection. Danville will take over for the first time. And they'll have it at their own 23-yard line. Uh, Just a little bit underthrown or overran. You pick. (laughs) But... Yeah, it was a backside, and Metzger kind of hit him in the back of the shoulder bat. He tried to make the adjustments, unable to, and he had his man beat again. But you know what? I like what I saw there. Definitely tight end, finding some openings, and uh, able to get open downfield. I have a funny feeling we're going to see that connection a couple times tonight. Got Joe Kahn playing the left corner position to start the defense. This pitch is going to go to Persink. Cuts back, got some room, gets out to the 30-yard line. He's going to pick up seven It'll be a second down and two for the Danville Ironman taking over after Seals Grove, like you said, an impressive drive, got down the field, changed field position here. Persing coming off the sideline here, kind of holding his arm a little bit. Let's keep an eye on that. Second down and three for Danville. Blitz being shown. Going to get the lone back. That's Harris. He's got a first down. Sider's able to get to him as he crosses the 30-yard line out to the 33-yard line. Excuse me, the 30 eight-yard line for Harris on the run. First down pickup for the Ironman. Yeah, it's funny when you say blitz being shown because that's who did blitz there, and they showed. But uh, Zider's doing a great job. That's a solo tackle, getting off the block, shedding it, and and wrapping up exactly what Zider's did. At the 38-yard line, Harris, nope, that's actually looks like number five maybe. They go a lot of different guys will touch the ball. Good explosive run that time. Might even been number four, trying to get a number out there. And who was that? With that was Ian per se. But either way, it's a good pickup. Crosses the out to the 43-yard line. Second down and five for the Ironman on their opening possession. No score. Rolling to the left is Riley. Looking. Got a man wide open. Making the catch in the Seals Grove territory. That time it was Shane Kozik. He makes the catch. He gets the first down as Danville moves into Seals Grove territory for the first time here tonight. Uh, that's not going to be a recipe for success defensively. You're not getting the backfield, not getting any pressure, and allowing guys to get open. Something definitely went wrong there. Danville took advantage of it, picked up a first down. Quickly to the offensive line. Quick handoff. Caught from behind by Schaefer after the handoff went to Millar. Put a positive play just short of the 40-yard line in Seals Grove territory for Danville. 
So it'll be a second down and about eight for the Danville Ironman. 6.05 to go in opening quarter, no score. Quickly to the line of scrimmage. Riley under center, takes the snap. He's going to roll right, looking, under some pressure, but going to get rid of it. He's got a man out there, in and out of his intended receiver's hands. Defended well out there by Joe Kahn. The intended receiver was Peyton Riley, the senior. Brings up a third down and eight for the Ironman. Wow, that's a big third down here for the Seals defense. They've done a nice job allowing Danvit only nickel-dime a little bit. Haven't really given up the big play. But right now, right here, you need to tighten up. And, and, and get this uh, third down manageable here, force them into fourth down, because ideally this could be your Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game if we have a tight game late. Looking for candidates. Could come as early as this defensive play for the Seals. Third down and long. Riley drops back on with the screen, throws it into the turf. His intended receiver fell down, and it'll be a fourth down, and will be punt. Or will they go four downs here as they have it at the Seals Grove 41-yard line? Well, even if they do go for it on fourth down here, that is so huge, giving up no yards, fourth and eight. I mean, I mean, let's say third down, let's say they picked up four or five yards, fourth and four, fourth and three is very manageable. Fourth and eight's a tough play. I think they're going to go for it, though. It will show offensive possession here. Harris in the backfield along with Riley. For the Danville Ironman, fourth down, ENA. Both teams dealing with fourth downs to try to. We got some movement. Eight went towards the line of scrimmage, and that's a false start. They got the walk that one off, and now it looks like they'll go with the punt. Wow, that's that's talk about penalties all the time, and none quite as big as that one. It changes your whole philosophy there. But it looked like they were going to go for it. Man, jump. They walk it off, and they're going to send Riley back to punt this one away. Caden Riley will punt this away for the Ironman. Oh, fake, a fake, wide open man. Over his head, incomplete. The quarterback, wow. who is not usually the punt guy, but Seals Grove did not see it. And, boy, he had a man wide open. That was Ian Persing. Overthrew him. Seals Grove, talk about Smoke Dam Health Center, backbreaker plays of the game. That's a candidate. I, I just that, that right there is a gift from above. I mean, if you're a Seals Grove fan and you can't see this, imagine one guy on the field all by himself and you overthrow him. That guy was not picked up by the defense. Major error, major miss there from the Seals Grove uh, defense and or punt return, not pick up a guy there completely wide open. That's an easy And it was toss. your quarterback who dropped back yeah. to show punt. He got the snap and had a man wide open. Seals Grove dodges that one and takes over first down and 10. Fullback Schoen gets the call. He's going to be met, taken back by the front guy, spins and still able to take it to the 47-yard line, so a pickup of tough two here for Nate Schoen on that. Seals Grove will have it second down. We're talking eight with 5.25 to go in the opening quarter. No score. Yeah, Nate Schoen just doing tough running, Pat. Like you said, he just puts his head down, keeps churning, uh, driving the knees. And I thought, you know, they called that play a little dead when he was heading forward, maybe for a couple more yards, but he does pick up a long two, maybe a short three. Schoen will be the lone back in the backfield once again. Khan going in motion from right to left. Going to give it to Schoen again. Wiggles in the backfield. Lunges for it. Gets into Danville territory to the 49-yard line. 
So he's going to get three on the carry. It'll set set up a third down and a long four for Seals Grove in Danville territory for the second time in two straight possessions. And Seals Grove's coming out, and they're punching. I mean, they're, they're laying hits. The Shone's running hard. You can kind of see it in the Danville defense there a little bit. They're not jumping up quick. There's not as much energy when they're getting off the pile. I think Nate's delivering the punches when he's running the ball. And those, those guys don't like it. We, all, we see these in games sometimes. We see that wear out a team and, and take their morale away. Con in the backfield with Chuck. He gets the handoff, going a little misdirection action. That time, he's not going to get anywhere. Browse was the first guy in there and helped finished off by number 55 who got in the backfield for the Danville Ironman, and that's Zerby. Loss on the play back to the 40. Six-yard line. This is where possession started. It forces Metzger to punt it away. Yeah, nothing going there for Seals Grove. Definitely missed assignments there in the line. Danville men just flying through, getting Joe Kahn in the backfield. Two guys drop back deep for the Danville Ironman. Metzger will punt this one away. Metzger averaging over 30 yards a punt. This one's going to hit the turf at the 22 and get a roll inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Danville will take over first down at 10. No score. 3.44 to go here in the opening quarter between the Danville Ironman and the Seals Grove Seals. We'll see if Persing's back in at the running back. He came out in the first uh, possession for Danville, was kind of working his left hand. I almost thought it looked like he was got hit in the funny bone or something, didn't have feeling in his fingers. We've all been there, and they were looking at him. He did not come back in in that possession, so we'll, we'll see if he comes out of the huddle here and see how effective he is. He's obviously the big weapon for the Danville Ironman. First down at 10 for the Ironman. They have it at their own 19-yard line, their second possession of the night. This pitch is going to go to Persing. He's back in, and Joe Kahn beats him and takes him to the turf at the 18-yard line. Big boy tackle by Joe Kahn. That textbook tackle by Joe Kahn. Comes in there, arms wide, looking like a big airplane, and he just wraps up and just drives Persing backwards. Those are the type of hits that we need to send a message and to make the running backs a little hesitant when they're trying to approach that line of scrimmage. That was one of the best fundamental tackles I've seen in a high school football game out in open field. Not an easy tackle. Joe Kahn gets it done. Now Persing's in the Wildcat this time. Very effective. Got Cease to the left of him. Direct snap to him. Going left. Gets to the edge. He shows his speed. He's going to get close to the first down markers. He will get a first down out to the 30-yard line. So it'll be a 10-yard pickup by Persing on that run for the Danville Ironman. They'll move the chains at their own 30. Yeah, Teague Hoover came in. and Actually, probably the best hit Teague Hoover's had all year. Not a real big guy, but stuck it to Persing there. And Schoen came in and finished off at the side. So two really good hits there. They do pick up the first down, but those types of hits, they will wear on you throughout a game. 2.45 to go in the opening quarter. No score between the Seals and the Ironman. First down and 10 for Danville. Blitz shown, movement up front, and it should be a penalty walked off against the Danville Ironman. Yeah, right guard there, number 68 for Danville, jumped. And that's, that's big. I mean, it is still first down, but first down and 15. Get a nice stop here for us a second and long. Put them what they feel will be like a passing situation. And, and I like Danville better throwing the ball. Even though we're very good against the run, they got all those athletes with abilities in open field. I think that's where their big play can come from. And I like I like seeing Joe Kahn here out at cornerback. That's a lot more run support there. And a guy that just reacts to things very well. Joe's a very good football player. He'll defend Kozik on the right. Trips to the left. Blitz being shown once again. Here comes Schaefer. Drop the back as Riley. Looking for Khan. 
who's being defending Kozik in and out of Kozik's hands, have sailed out of bounds. He was looking Khan's way, as you talked about, Ryan. And he did a heck of a job. Well, Khan did a good job there, but my, my issue, we've got two safeties there, and we still got deeper than the safeties, and that's a that's a big no-no. You can never let a receiver get bit deeper than you from the safety position. That time they did. Fortunately, it was overthrown a little bit out of bounds. Coverage wasn't bad, but a perfect throw there is caught because there's no overtop safety help. We see Danny Shock. He played some defensive back a week ago and had a pick to his credit. He's playing in there right now as one of the safeties. Trips to the right. Riley looking. Looking to throw a screen. Heavy pressure. Here comes Beatty. Not able to get to him. The ball is going to be thrown in the middle of the field. Hits the turf. And there's going to be a flag on the play deep in the defensive backfield. Almost picked off there by Showers. Makaya Showers got low. Got close interception there. I'm very interested to see what this flag is for. Well, why they talk it out, the Bucknell hosts Lafayette at homecoming tomorrow. The pregame show with Doug Birdsong. Kevin Hurst starts at 11.30. Kickoff at noon on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. As a legal man downfield. So it's a third down and 15, 2.01 to go here in the opening quarter. No score as Peyton Riley gets, or Caden Riley, excuse me, gets the last minute instruction from the sideline. Brings his Danville Ironman up to the line of scrimmage. Trips to the right. Blitz being shown by the Seals. They're coming. Riley drops back, looking to throw a middle screen. He's got his man, making the catch, being chased by Khan to the sideline. And here comes Schaefer, and he's going to help finish him off. But Khan stays with him and able to take him down as they got up to the 33-yard line, maybe the 34-yard line. Stand corrected. All the way out to the 35, short of a first down by five. It'll be a fourth down in a putty situation for the Danville Ironman. Well played by the Seals Group defense, keeping everything underneath forcing him to the sideline. Joe Kahn, great job getting that tackle. Punts away by Caden Riley. Bounces at the 28, gets a beautiful roll inside the 20, and will be spotted down close to the 17-yard line. Seals Grove will take over at that point. First down in 10, 122 to go in the opening quarter. No score between the Seals and the Ironman. Ryan, defenses continue to play well, and you see Persing still receiving some medical treatment here on the near side. And you talked about those hits, if you're already shaking up a little bit, hits that he's taken and he gets a lot of touches are going to wear you down. Well, and if it is a funny bone thing, then the nerve hit there, the problem is, is when the ball's in his, would be his left hand, he's not going to have the same dexterity to, he's not going to have the feel, you almost get a numbness. So if he's running to the left and he's supposed to be carrying his outside hand, the left hand, that could be an issue for him. Also catching the ball out of the backfield, that's another problem. So ball security catching the ball will be issues if he's got some numbness in that hand they're going to mark it at the 18 yard line in seals grove territory first down and 10 this is bastion in quarterback direct snap off the right gets a push but i don't think he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage and the way the down marker is moving maybe a loss of one on the play for bastion on the run well running to the weak side there's not as much field there didn't quite get uh, the lanes blocked up uh, front Bastion does the best he can, though, to fight if they lost there. It's inches, basically back to the line of scrimmage. So, Seals are not doing well on first down so far, and I've had a lot of second down and tens, but they've been able to get it done. They've been able to get it done on the other downs, especially on third down. Coming in tonight, Danville, 39 tackles for loss, almost five a game. Just got one on that play for a half-yard loss. Second down and long, under 38 seconds to go in the opening quarter. Bastion in a quarterback, rolling to his left. 
gets rid of it, throws it over defender intended for Swineford over his head and goes out of bounds incomplete. It'll be a third down and long for the Seals. We'll roll into the near side here, which is the left side for Bastion. He's got a right-handed quarterback. He's got to throw across his body. Wasn't a horrible pass, a little high. Did go off the hands of Swineford. I don't think if he even would have caught it, he would have stayed in bounds. But that's a very tough throw, rolling to your left, rolling across your right. We always notice that when that happens, and we see how the accuracy is. It's usually a little bit different of a throw, not, all, not usually as tight or as accurate. Third down and long for the Seals. No score late here in the first quarter. Bastion drops back, looking, getting some pressure, rolling to his left, running away from a defender, still looking. Makes a move, goes around a guy, and just walloped at about the 22-yard line by Zerby. With just 15 seconds to go on the clock, and looks like they can let this one wind down and flip fields to allow Seals Grover to punt it from the other end. And that's what they're going to do. So no score to wrap up the first quarter between the Ironmen and the Seals Grove Seals. We'll move to the second quarter. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Eagle 107. Tomorrow, Penn State visits Indiana. The tailgate show at 2 kickoff at 3.30 with Steve Jones, Jack Camp, Roger Corey, and Derek Williams on News Radio 1070 WKOK at WKOK.com and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. When we get a chance, we're going to send it back to Sean. We'll get some updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. It's part of our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. We also have candidates already for the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. We'll have candidates in each quarter and then tell you the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game during our postgame show. Metzger looking to punt this one away under pressure, does get it away. Return man catches the own 40, reverses his field from left to right, trying to get up the right sideline. It'll be stopped there. Good coverage as he crosses the 45-yard line on the return was Shane Kozik. And there is a flag there, and I think you're going to get... A helmet-to-helmet. I think the Danville guy doing a crackback block, and I know it's really touchy there and how they call that now. They almost call it like a defenseless block, but you're going to get something here against Danville. They just said a holding call against Danville. That, so that'll drive them back instead of having great field position at their own 46-yard line. They're going to walk this one back inside because it's a spot fell all the way back to the 34-yard line, and that's where Danville will take over first down at 10. Just moved into the second quarter. No score between the Ironman and the Seals. 11.49 to go here in the first half. First down and 10 for the Ironman. Three backs in the backfield. Persing is in a quarterback. Gets the snap. He's a keeper to the left. Cuts across his body. Able to shake Everett Thomas. Still going off the right sideline. Khan will knock him out of bounds at about a nine-yard pickup. 
as he's able to get beyond the 40, all the way out close to the 44-yard line. And that's okay. That's a lot of energy used there on first down. He just ran about 50 yards to pick up nine. Give a ton of credit to Bastion there, outside linebacker position, took on a block, and actually turned uh, uh, Persing back in. That's not He wanted to come to the near side. We forced him reverse field, showing athleticism, able to pick up yards out of it, but that's a lot of energy used up on first down. It's that cutback that Persing uses to pick up those yardage. Riley in a quarterback, gives it to Harris. Hit in the backfield, spins off the tackle, but it's going to be finished off. Getting in the backfield was that Ziders able to get to him. One-yard pickup, third down and one for the Danville Ironman. That Ziders did that. He got in the backfield, disrupted things, got low and tripped up the running back. A lot of good things there, though. Seals Group getting some... Uh, push there at the line of scrimmage, pushing that offensive line back, allowing linebackers to get in the backfield. Ziders leading the way for Salem's Grove. He has 34 tackles for losses, 4.2 a game, but Ziders leads the team in tackles for loss. Third down and one for the Ironman. Shotgun formation for Riley. Takes the snap. Balls on the turf. Scrambled around for it. Two white shirts on top of it. Looks like Show bounces up with the ball. So Seelos Grove comes away with a fumble recovery. And I think there's just a miscue there. A number five running back for Danville. I don't think he won the ball. Kozik. I don't think he thought he was getting it. Quarterback goes to hand it off. Riley hands it off. But Kozik doesn't have his hands out. Doesn't create the pocket for the exchange. The ball just hits the ground. And it's almost like he didn't even know the ball touched him and went to the ground and shown all over it. Mental error there by Danville and play execution. So I don't know, maybe the wrong play. A play was called in the huddle. The quarterback was either wrong or the back the running back was wrong. They're not sure, but Seals Grove's getting the ball. 15th fumble recovery by the Seals Grove defense on the season. And this is a huge one. Great field position to start for Seals Grove at Danville. Bastion missed the snap, picks it up, and he's going to be swallowed over. At the 40-yard line, it looked like he just went right through his hands. So it's going to be a big loss on the play for the Seals Grove Seals. The market at the 40-yard line, so it's going to be a loss of six. Seals Grove be faced with the second down and 16. And I, I liked last week the way we moved in two quarterbacks, getting a feel, get a different look. I like the ability to do that because some defenses, maybe one quarterback's going to have more success and another, and I guess another team, another defense, another quarterback's success. But so far tonight, this offense, when Danny Shock was in his quarterback, much more fluent, much more dangerous. Two wide receivers split to the right, one to the left. Bastion drops back. Quick out this time. It's going to go to Kantz. Makes the catch at the 35. Spins off a tackle. Gets to the 32-yard line. Good catch and run by the junior receiver, Kantz. It's going to set up a third down and long, but definitely a much more manageable play for the Seals Grove Seals. Oh, a huge play there when looking at second and pretty long. Defying Kantz. And Kantz, even though it was only like three or four yards, he picked up after the catch. Those were big yards. Third and eight is extremely manageable. Two down territory right now. I can't imagine even if you pick up five yards here, you're going to go for the field goal. So two down territory here. Seals Group does not have to get it all right on this play. So eight-yard pickup by Kans. Bastion rolling to his left, throwing it well over the intended receiver's head. That You're was better. intended for Kants. You're better just to tuck and run there. I mean, that, that throw was way out of bounds high, and the out route was covered. That's just one of those tuck and take a couple in front of you. You're in two-down territory. you got to know that. Tuck, go, pick up two or three, and set yourself up for fourth and four. Not the case. I mean, it almost like you just threw it away. But, again, that's that's uh, he hasn't had a, a whole lot of snaps this year. Has not been the primary quarterback. So that's one of those things, I think, uh, with experience, those decisions come. 
He was going for Kant, who had just had that catch on the previous play. Kant came in tonight with eight catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Seals Grove fourth down here. Bassett drops back. It's going to be a whistle, a lot of movement up front, and they're going to have to walk this one off. So, as you said, Ryan, you know nothing against what Bastion's ability to run and do a lot of different things, but things definitely looked a little more fluent when Shock was in a quarterback. So with the penalty, it's going to force Seals Grove to punt it away. And that's not even a shot at anybody. That It's just different defenses are susceptible to different styles, and, and these are two clearly different style quarterbacks, and the offenses look completely different. And we've seen games where Bastion style seemed to, to be what was working. We've had the ones where Shock has. So, you know, you just kind of feel out there what's your best weapon for the current situation. Well, Metzger will punt this away, trying to pin Danville deep, but this is going to sail out of bounds. So that possession that started on the fumble recovery and gave Seals Grove a lot of momentum in Danville territory at the 34-yard line. Got nothing on that possession. Metzger punts this away, goes out of bounds, and put the ball at the 20-yard line. So Seals Grove net on that one, only about 14 yards. So Ironman will take over first down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. No score, 9-19 to go here in the first half. Two wide receivers in the back. Caden Riley gives it off to Persing. Trying to get to the edge. Uses the speed. He's going to be hit, taken down. Trying to pick up the numbers, able to get to him first. And it was that Micaiah Showers. Yep. First guy in there, and that's what Derek talked about. Run parallel to the line of scrimmage, play the cutback, and what he does, be there to meet him. Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of tackles in this game so far because Danville's had quite a bit of incompletions. And... Uh, leading the tackling the way right now, Joe Kahn with three, and Micaiah Showers there picking up his third tackle. So not crazy stats uh, defensively, but the big part of it has been the incomplete passes for Danville. Second down and nine, 8.40 to go in the opening half, no score. Shotgun formation for Caden Riley. Wide receivers each side, blitz being shown by Showers. Also by Schaefer, they're coming. Riley rolling to his right, looking for a man, making the catch as Kozik tackled immediately, two-yard pickup, and that's going to be it out to the 24-yard line, made the 23-yard line, but a short pickup nonetheless for Danville. It'll be a third down and long. We'll call it about a third down and six for Danville. Yeah, and that's a nice uh, job there by Metzger to fly to the ball, limit what's able to be done after the play. T. Hoover coming in right as Metzger is making the tackles. He had the backup. But now Seals Grove forcing a third and it looks like a long six, too, from here. So Danville's got not, not the greatest situation for Danville on third down. Persing in the slot on the left. That's where Riley's rolling, looking over the middle. It's got a man wide open beyond the defense and overthrows him incomplete. Wow. I, I, again, I, as a safety, it can never, ever happen. Never. You can never let anyone deeper than you. Seals Grove has escaped disaster for a second time tonight. One with the fake punt, and now on that play there, just a man wide, wide open, downfield, just overthrown, just overthrown. Ian Persing, you talked about he had gotten beyond the defense and uh, unable to find the other end of that pass from Riley, forces a punt. Nyland drops back to his own 39, picks it off the turf. Trying to get to the left edge, looking for a wall there into Danville territory. Spins, gets to the 45-yard line. And that's where Seals Grove will take over first down in 10. No score, 7.29 to go here 
in the opening half between the Ironmen and the Sealands Grove Seals. Well, a great field position. Nyland bobbled the punt, but had the presence of mind to secure it, pick it up, and take off. And after some good blocks and the speed from Nyland, he's able to get actually a pretty decent return. Seals are going to start at the 40, the Danville 44-yard line. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. This is great field position here about midway through the second quarter. This Seals offense needs to take advantage. Shock back in, drops back, plenty of time, looking. Gets rid of it over the middle. It's going to be picked off. Receiver fell down. The man makes the interception going up the left sideline. Got some blockers ahead of him, being chased by Khan and slammed to the turf at the 30. And there's going to be a flag on the play all the way back at the 40-yard line on the sideline. See what the call here is, whether it's the sideline came out on the field and the official couldn't run up the field, and sometimes that happens. Well, no matter what that penalty is, that was just the receiver and cornerback getting tangled up. Both guys fell, so who Danny was throwing to actually basically got tripped up, so it was just a ball floating in the air. Safety makes the play on and gets the interception. It really wasn't an error on Danny there, more that just the receiver got knocked down and wasn't there to compete for the ball. And we'll see what the penalty is here. If it, it is says the sideline, but do they do the warning first so it doesn't change anything here? It's a warning against sideline to stay off the field when okay. the official is running up. Well, as long as it's on the other side, too. <laughs> the return takes it all the way to the 30-yard line. That's where Danville will take over first down and 10 at the Sealings Grove 30. No score. 7-16 to go in the opening half. Caden Riley will bring his offense up to the line of scrimmage. Peyton Persing is on the left. Now will go to the right in motion. He gets the call, tackled immediately by Schaefer as he falls inside of the 30 to the 28-yard line. So a two-yard pickup, huge play by Schaefer, the linebacker. It was excellent, and forcing it back into the other linebackers, but it didn't even get to that point. Schaefer gets low, wraps up the legs, and brings him down. Schaefer's third tackle of the game. Seals Grove's defense is playing really smart right now. They're focused. They're forcing everything back into the middle, not allowing these Danville athletes to get outside. And I think that's a big thing uh, for them to have success and a chance to win this game. Harris and Persing in the backfield. But Riley fakes it to them, rolling to his right, looking, throwing over the middle. He's got a man, makes the catch that Persing. He's got to have enough as he's inside the 20-yard line, down to the 19-yard line. So it'll be a first-down pickup for the Danville Ironman. Yeah, just enough time in the backfield. He got his feet set, found an open man, and, and completed the throw. Joe Kahn and Danny Shock in on the tackle, but got to get to him. Got to get pressure on him. Can't let him set his feet. Can't let him have time. Your cornerbacks and safeties can only cover for so long, and that time was just too much time, and, and the athlete and Riley found an open man downfield and delivered a strike. Smoking, leading Shikalemi 7 nothing. Central Columbia beating Lewisburg 7-3. Mount Carmel beating Bloomsburg 13-0. No score here. This is going to go to Persing. Caught by Nate Schoen and tackled immediately. Another big play by the Seals Grove defense up front. Wallen Paulpack beating Williamsport 14-0. That's Aubrey Alexander Torto is out of town. Scoreboard. Keep you updated on all the other games going on around the valley. Again, here, Ryan, with 5.54 to go here in the first half. No score. Danville threatening. Yeah, we got a great football game here. I mean, these are two defenses doing a great job. Neither offense has really gotten going. Now, you, you you did have the interception return there. That's the best offense Danville's had all night. It's put them in a decent position here as they entered the red zone. 
Roll it to the right. Take it off with it is Prasine. Caught back across the green. Still going at the 10, the 5, and he's going to take it in the end zone. Touchdown for the Danville Ironman. And I spoke a little too soon, but, man, that was a very impressive run. Cut back, explosion, and finds himself in the end zone. Showing a lot of speed. He covered that last seven yards in a blink of an eye and just shot up through and split everybody. But, hey, they, they, they got the interception. Took it for big yards, gave their offense a short field, a ton of confidence. And Persing, for the first time of the night, broke free. And he actually did it by cutting back to the middle. And he finds himself in the end zone. Danville's up 6-0. Peyton Riley will attempt the extra point here. Plenty of distance up, and it's good. So, Sean, I ran down some scores, but how about a couple more? With 5.27 to go here... Danville Army get on the board first. They lead 7 nothing. What's going on around the Valley? Updated scores, Sean. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. In the second quarter, Pine Grove leads Upper Dauphin 12-6. Central Mountain up over Mifflinburg in the second quarter, 7 to nothing. Also, we've got Southern Columbia now in the second quarter, shutting out Hughesville 28 to nothing. Second quarter scores Juniata shutting out Millersburg 20 to nothing. And Baltigal area, Jersey Shore, that game at Thompson Street Stadium, our Blaze Alexander Ford tough of the game of the night. Uh, Baltigal area leading Jersey Shore 6 to nothing. We're updating the scores all night long on our scoreboard page at eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan in Danville, guys. Appreciate it, Sean. All the updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. Again, Danville gets on the board first with 5.27 to go here in the first half. An 18-yard touchdown run by Persing. The extra point good. Danville leading 7-0 after a four-play drive, covering 30 yards. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Peyton Riley will kick this one away. It'll go to Nyland at the 5, trying to work from right to left. Going to take it all the way to the other hash and then be swallowed up there as he crosses the 15 out to about the 17-yard line. Seals Grove will take over first out and 10, trailing for the first time here tonight, 7-0 to the Danville Ironman. Again, Ryan, an impressive run leads to the first touchdown, and we knew his capabilities, and, boy, he showed it on that run. Wow, and this possession right here for the Seals Grove offense is going to say a lot because you're okay giving up a score. It's not the end of the game. You can't let this be a, a mental meltdown right now. Yeah, we threw the interception. They got good yards off the return, set the offense up. The offense executed a few plays on a short field. Let's get back to reality there. It wasn't like they drove the whole way down the field. They took advantage of it. They scored. Not the end of the game. You've been playing well. Offense is doing okay. Defense has been doing really good. Special teams punts have been good and deep. Don't ruin what you got. That glass is well over half full right now. Don't let a sip out of the glass say it's all gone because it's not. And that's the one thing you worry about with some of these younger kids. And the way we've seen the up and down play this year at times is is that learning curve there. Right here, you got to learn. It's not over. You're still in this game. It's a it, it's a winnable game right now. It follows with a penalty on the return. It takes Seals Grove to the nine-yard line. Shock hands it off to the lone deep man in the backfield. Was that Hollenbach who got the call? Not much there, and there's going to be a timeout on the field. There's a player down on the field, so he'll be looked at by the medical staff. Take a look at some of these other numbers. Seals Grove, Danville, as we said, they haven't played since 2013. In 2013, Sam Dresser was their leading rusher. He ended up with 1,287 yards, 13 touchdowns. But he had a season low against Seals Grove, six carries for just eight yards. Dresser's next two games following that eight-yard performance against Seals Grove. 
ended up with 319 yards and three touchdowns for Sam Dresser for the Danville Ironman. At 2017, the leading rusher had 939 yards. That was Feldman. And six other players had at least 200 yards rushing back in 2016, 17, excuse me, as Jim Kaiser commits to the run as head coach here of the Danville Ironman. Because in 2016, they had two backs over 1,000 yards, averaged 7.5 yards a carry, and that was Hilkert and Feldman. Trent Hilkert had back-to-back season with over 1,300 yards. In 2015, he had 1,307. In 2016, he had 1,346 yards and seven touchdowns. So they do commit to the run, and they are able to take advantage of their athlete and Persing, and he's got the lone score tonight for either team. Danville leads 7-0 with 5.09 to go here in the opening half. And Zyder's helped off the field there. He is hopping around on one foot. So they're just going to check him out there on the sideline. Hopefully it's something he can just walk off and get back in the game because he is a crucial role on both sides of the ball for the Seals Grove football team. And pay attention to center position in the exchange here. This is going to be shock. He's going to keep it. He gets beyond the 25-yard line, or excuse me, to beyond the 15-yard line to the 16-yard line. Browse helmet came off. So for Danville, he'll come out of the game for a play. So third down here for the Seals. 4.44 to go here in the open half. They trail 7-0 to the Danville Ironman. The lone score just coming for the Danville Ironman with 5.27 to go in this quarter on an 18-yard touchdown run by their senior athlete, Prasing. Seals Grove facing with a third down play here. Under four to go on the play clock. Shock gets it. Rolling to his right. Looking. He's got a man out in the flat. That's Kantz. Makes the catch. Falls beyond the 25-yard line to the 26-yard line. So it'll be a first down pickup for the Seals Grove Seals on an impressive throw by freshman quarterback. A huge play there for Seals Grove. Keeping the drive alive. Moving the field position a little bit. Getting the clock down to about the four-minute mark. This would be a great drive for them to score on going into halftime. Danville will get the ball to start the second half. So use up the clock here. Go downfield. Put some points on the board. It would be huge for Seals Group. Danny Schock did find a nice open receiver. Kant's got a couple yards after the catch. Picked up the first down. Snap to Schock. Dropping back. Got some time. Gets rid of it. It's got a man out there making a catch. Is Kant's. Kant's is going to drive to a defender beyond the 35, close to the 40-yard line. They'll mark it at the 39-yard line for Christian Kant's and the Seals Grove Seals. Again, we say this. This 3-5 defense with the eight guys in the box gives up stuff really short underneath towards the sideline. We see it with our defense at times. Teams will pick, 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 take that five, take that three, four-yard pass. So Danville gives up the same thing in this defense. And Seals Grove taking advantage of it there. And Kant's two plays in a row, picking up first downs. 13-yard pickup for Kant's. This time is shown going straight at the middle. Good positive yards, about three and a half, maybe four yards. No, they're going to get Ooh, more like that's not a two nice yards. It's all the way back to the oh, point two-yard line looked like he was going to get close to at least the 44 where they mark it at the 42-yard line so a two-yard pickup second down and eight for the seals they trail seven nothing with 315 to go here in the opening half those might be white and purple stripes <laughs> shown gets the call again puts his head down trying to bounce off some tackles he's not going to be able to get beyond the original line of scrimmage so it's going to be a third down and eight for the seals under three minutes to go in the opening half Got some guys tangled up there. But here you go. You're, you're at third now and eight, maybe a long seven. 
after that run there. I would imagine Danville's going to bring some pressure. Danny's got to be ready, quick progressions, and uh, every receiver needs to get deeper in that 50-yard line. Shown alone back in the backfield with Shock. Shock drops back, looking, pump fakes, throwing deep down the left sideline, looking for Swyford, almost makes an acrobatic catch, unable to come up with it. He was in tight coverage and almost made the play, but it does fall incomplete. It forces a putting situation for the Seals. I don't mind that pass. Swineford really wasn't open. They did have like a double coverage on him there. They had the overtop help. Swineford was definitely going to have to make the play there to get that catch. Almost did give Danville credit for knocking it out of his hands. But I do like it. It's a sideline strike. If you do get an interception, you're probably falling out of, out of bounds, and it's deep downfield almost as good as a punt. But Metzger back to punt right now. Gets it away. It's a high kick. Return man runs under. He muffs it, and it's going to go out of bounds. Derek Hicks holding his head on the far side. Great opportunity missed by Seals Grove on the muff punt. Ball rolls about out of bounds at the Danville 30, and they'll take over first down at 10 from their own 30-yard line with 2.22 to go here in the opening half. Uh, they have been nice to have that 16th fumble recovery right there. So close. Great effort, trying dive out of ground, diving out of bounds, trying to knock that ball back into play. Oscar Macharo was the one that was close to it. Yeah. He tried to get it. Unable to. Danville takes over first down and ten. They lead seven nothing with two twenty-two to go in the opening half. Shotgun formation for Caden Riley. Kozik going in motion. Double reverse. It goes to Persink. Cuts back. There's a flag on the play. Be chased by Swineford, and it's going to be knocked off his feet by Swineford as he got beyond the 30-yard line, but there's a flag all the way back in the preliminary call. It's against the Danville Ironman. Well, and you can also get number eight there for Danville, Peyton Riley, for a push in the back after the play was over. Late hit, push in the back. But they're going to get something holding. I think it was pretty deep in the back, but that's a spot foul. That's going to really push Danville back. So they're going to walk that back. I want to remind you, our Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week is the Jersey Shore Bulldogs hosting the 7-1 Bald Eagle area. Bald Eagle area looking to win eight games, which would match their total of combined in the last three years. All right, so here we are. It's going to be first and forever. So Danville's going to strike deep. Seals Grove safeties and corners got to be ready here. Nothing deeper than the safeties. Cannot let them get behind you. It's happened a couple times tonight. They're definitely going to try again. Rolling to the left is Riley, looking out in the flats. Got a man out there making a catch, tiptoes the sideline, gets out of bounds at the 25-yard line. See, that's where they finally mark it, about a nine-yard pickup on the throwing catch for the Danville Ironman. Well short of a first down, it'll be a second down and 15 for the Ironman. And Danville took the underneath route there. Ben Swineford was stride for stride with the deep route. And the safety, as soon as that ball was released, safety Hoover flies to it. He's able to shove the receiver out of bounds. Receiver able to get a toe in bounds, but a minimal pickup there, which could have been a lot more of the more accurate pass. Caden Riley, shotgun formation. Blitz coming by Showers. Riley pump fakes, looking deep. Got a man out there. Safeties are converging on it. Does he make the catch on the far side? He does. Right, that can't happen. You can't have a safety over top and a cornerback on a receiver and let him still somehow get that catch. That just cannot happen. Peyton Riley on the catch. Well, and you're and you're giving up in run support by having the safety over top to take away that exact play there. That is a crucial mistake from the Seals Grove defense. Huge pickup. Puts it in Seals Grove territory at the 37-yard line. High snap to Riley, but he's got it. Throws it over the middle for Persing. He makes the catch at the 26-yard line. Hit by Hoover. 
but it's going to be 11-yard pickup, and they'll move the chains. Yeah, Hoover came in, laid a hit, kind of bent the Persing a little awkward there. Persing able to hang on to the ball. There is a still, it's only been 30 seconds taken off the clock here in this drive. Riley under center, fakes it to Drew back to the backfield. Going to throw it deep in the corner. It's got Riley out there, makes the catch, tiptoes the sideline. Touchdown for the Danville Ironman. A- again, safety over top, got coverage man-to-man, and somehow the, the receiver gets deeper, tight end gets deeper there, and Riley finds him with a nice throw over the shoulder catch. I, you, those are those things that drive a defensive coordinator crazy, your secondary's coach crazy, because you have the coverage there, you have the help over top. You're putting that there, eliminating that exact possibility, and just the execution not there, and Danville just moves down the field passing the ball. So the extra point is up and good by Peyton Riley. So Peyton Riley makes the touchdown reception. For the Sealers Grove Seals, Peyton Riley coming tonight with seven touchdowns. Make it number eight for the Danville Ironman receiver. He gathers himself. He kicks the extra point through and gives Danville a whole lot of momentum late in this first half with 139 to go with the extra point. It pushes the lead out to 14-0 for the Danville Ironman. Remember, that possession for Danville started their own 30-yard line. Then they got that penalty and had to move it all the way back to the 16-yard line. So they overcame all that, ended up taking down and getting a late score here in the half, and it's a huge momentum builder for the Danville Ironman. And the thing is, I don't know how you take that away. I don't know how I don't know how you give more coverage. You can't put a, two safeties over top of one receiver. So, I mean, we're already pulling away from the run support to take away that deep pass, but give credit to Danville. Their receivers are getting deeper, and the quarterbacks find them. It's a short Gotta kick. Get it. Bounces and rolls Ooh. out of bounds. Pete Ball showing good hands on the far side. <laughs> Doing a little Odell Beckham one-handed grab as the ball rolled out of bounds, and as you say, Rob, we're both here getting a little angst because that was a kind of a swib, kind Onside, of a, a hybrid kick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in, in golf, it was a little pitch shot, and, boy, they had an opportunity there, but it does roll out of bounds. It gives Seals Grove great field position. They do find themselves trailing 14 nothing with 139 to go here in the first half. Following that five-play drive covering 70 yards, only took 43 seconds, finished off by the 27-yard touchdown reception by Riley. That is the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. First down at 10 for the Seals. Shot gets the snap. Under some pressure. Thrown the screen. In and out of Khan's hands. Hit hard by Cease. And it's incomplete. Good play defensively. A little mix up there because a couple guys were right around the ball that time. And Khan's going to have to go to the sideline. Well, it hit, I think, a lineman first. Uh, just... Khan was unable to find, I guess, an opening there, and Danny threw it and hit off a lineman, but Khan still almost made the catch, and then he took a really big hit. So he goes to the sideline. Shock looking for the quick out. He's got a man out there. It's Niley make the catch. He'll tiptoe out of bounds at about the 48-yard line. And Nyland tiptoes out of bounds, which stops the clock. And we just saw Danville score with 43 yeah. seconds. you got to get a first down here because you do not want to give them the ball back with this much time on the clock. Freshman quarterback Danny Schock drops back. Quick out this time. Nobody around. Confusion in the route. Ball hits the turf. Falls incomplete. And Seals Grove going to do what we just hoped wouldn't happen, and that's give the ball right back to the Danville Ironman, whose last possession 
Took all of 43 seconds. Uh, well, the good news out of this is we are at about midfield, so a good punt here could really put Danville back, although they were back really far the last possession, went 80 yards easily in very little time. Metzger gets the snap. He'll punt this one away. Under heavy pressure, does get it away. It's going to bounce outside the 20, roll inside the 20-yard line, down close to the 16-yard line. Danville will take over. Their last possession started at the 30, then it was a penalty that took them back to the 16. And basically, that's where this possession is going to start with 1.15 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove trailing 14-0 to the Danville Ironman. It was one of those... Bad punt, good punt. Sometimes that punt comes off the foot funny. Had good just good distance on it. Wasn't very high in the air, though. But when it hit the ground, it took an awesome bounce. And Seals get a good punt, pinning Danville all the way back to the 17-yard line. Looking for candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Like to see the defense come up with one of those candidates here. Riley rolls out. He's got a man wide open in the flat, making the catch. That's Persink. Makes two guys miss. And finally, he's able to make in the stop is Danny Schock. Or else he was taken at a long distance there. Quick timeout going to be taken by the Danville Ironmen as they're in good shape here beyond their own 40-yard line out to the 42-yard line. Well, Seals Group just needs to tighten up right now. One minute and six seconds. Keep it to 14 nothing. Get into halftime. Make your adjustments. Because you do not want to give up a score, get yourself down three possessions. Because Danville gets the ball to start the second half. It's actually placed at the 37-yard line. So that's where Danville have it first down and 10 after the 21-yard pickup for the Danville Ironman. And again, they're leading right at this point. 14-0 with 1.06 to go here in the first half. The Eagles are back to the link on Sunday to host the Carolina Panthers. Pre-game show starts at noon. Kickoff with Merrill Reese. Mike Quick at 1 o'clock on Eagle 107. 106 to go here in the first half. Danville leading 14-0. Danville has two timeouts remaining if they need him here. Clock does stop if they pick up first downs. Shock, nope. Riley under center, rolling to his right. He's got some time. going to take off and run it. Be chased by Almond from behind, and he's going to get out of bounds as he crosses the 43-yard line out close to, they look like a marker right at the 43-yard line. So it'll be a pickup of six for Caden Riley. It'll be a second down and four. Got some pressure in the backfield, but Riley's showing his athletic ability. He avoids it and picks up some big yards. A quick snap, rolling to his left, looking. It's going to get rid of it over the middle. It's got a man wide open, makes the catch, falls down into Seals Grove territory. They'll stop the clock with moving the chains as they'll mark it at the 47-yard line for the Danville Ironman. 52 seconds left. Danville lines up quick again. 10-yard pickup on the pass play. Riley rolling to his right. It's got a man wide open underneath. Makes a man miss at the 35. Got to tiptoe out of bounds. Making the catch was Shane Kozik. And he's going to take it to the 31-yard line after the 14-yard pickup. Well, Seals Group's had to worry about the deep throw. Danville's hit it over and over again. Now Danville's just playing the underneath. They know Seals Group's going to be a little more sensitive to the deep throw. And so the underneath is going to be a little more open. Danville's just hit it twice for some good yards. About a 12-yard pickup that time. Riley, quick throw out in the flat. That's Persing making the catch, making guys miss. Tiptoes through two guys. Still going. Ended by Hoover. 
but he takes it all the way down to the 16-yard line. First down and 10 for Danville with just 30 seconds on the game clock here in the first half. Danville already leading 14, nothing the clock is running. They have two timeouts too, Danville does. Trips to the right, Riley in the shotgun. Going to throw a quick out this time. Man makes the catches, Peyton Riley. He's thrown to the turf at the 20-yard line by Joe Kahn, so a timeout will be taken by the Danville Ironman. So we'll keep it right here. 16 seconds to go here in the first half, and Ryan can't talk about it enough. Keeping Seals Grove from fall behind by three touchdowns is so crucial. And this, this is kind of like your game. You've been unable to put points up on the board so far in this game, so you don't, you can't be down three. You can't be down in three possessions. Statistically, it's shown that you know that in this game, quarter by quarter, you're not scoring. You're, you can't put yourself in a position where you're down three scores with two quarters and giving the ball to start the second half to a Danville team. And plus, to expect them to not score at all in the second half, it's too much on this offense. And it hasn't been a super high-scoring offense this year outside of a, like you know one or two games. Last week was the best offensive output uh, against Central Mountain, but that was a winless team. So it is imperative right now that you keep Danville out of the end zone. They have it second down and 13 at the Seals Grove 19. 16 seconds to go in the opening half. If they do need to go to a field goal, it's Peyton Riley is the field goal kicker. He has seven for nine on the season, his longest 37 yards if they have to go to that. And right now he'd be at about a 36-yard field goal. But they have it second down and 13, very explosive offense for the Danville Ironman. Shotgun formation for Riley. Takes the snap, drops back, no pressure, still looking, gets rid of it, over the middle, got a man in between the hash, makes one guy miss, reverses his field back the other way, and it's going to be tackled by Ryan Almit. Nope, that's Micaiah Showers making the stop. So the clock stops with 5.7 seconds to go in the first half. Almost like let him run around a little more, and the clock would have expired. But with their explosiveness, you definitely can't do that. They are going to go with the field goal. Yeah, I think that's this might be a win here. Yeah, this this is a this is a big play for for Danville. I mean, potential Shmoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. They can get this field goal, go three possessions. And Seelsgrove has three timeouts if they want to choose to take it here. But when you have a kicker who's also running around the field, catching balls, making plays. It's not like he's coming off the sidelines cold. He's warm. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit to freeze him. The market at the 22, so it's going to be a 32-yard attempt by Peyton Riley trying to put Danville up 17-0 to end the first half. Waiting. The snap is good. The hold's good. Plenty of distance. Did split the uprights? It did. Leaving 1.2 seconds left on the first half clock. As Seals Grove Seals find themselves trailing 17-0 to the Danville Ironman. I would expect Danville to come out and just do a quick squib kick here and get this into halftime as they're going to get the ball to start the second half. Up three possessions, up 17-0. So big big there by the defense, though, not allowing them to get the touchdown. Definitely better, better than uh, giving them the touchdown there, holding them to the field goal. But here we saw... Uh, Blaze Eider goes to the sidelines, and actually I did not catch whether he had returned to the game or not, and I can't see beyond the players on the sideline. I think that might be him walking to the far side. Looks like he's hobbling. So we'll see what they're able to do with him and see if he's going to get a chance to get back in the game. Yeah, he is on his own power walking on the sideline there. Definitely not going to be coming in for this play, but we'll see what they can get going with him here. Might have a slight knee sprain or something with the way he's walking. 
So Peyton Riley will kick this one away. And like you said, Ryan, you would ex- expect a swift kick here, trying to run out the remaining 1.2 seconds of the first half clock before we go to halftime. And watch the little pitch shot again. They almost were able to get that the last time they kicked off. Peyton Riley will kick this to the far side. It's going to bounce at the 22, picked up by Khan there, up the left sideline. As the first half clock expires, he'll be tackled as he returns it beyond the 45-yard line. But we're going to go to halftime here from Iron Stadium. As Steelers Grove finds himself trailing 17-0 to the Danville Ironman following the 32-yard field goal by Peyton Riley. Let's go to halftime. Come back. We got stats to go through. Got score updates with our producer Sean Carey back in the studio, and then we're going to analyze that first half and see what needs to be done for the Seals Grove Seals to be able to get back in this one. They trail seventeen nothing. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle One Hundred Seven and Eagle One Hundred Seven dot com. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Zealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Eagle 107. Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle 107.com. WEGH Northumberland Seals Grove just after eight. Sean Carey, we're at halftime. Seals Grove and the Danville Ironmen. Danville leading by a score of 17 to nothing. Over on News Radio 1070 WKOK, they are approaching halftime as the Shimokan Indians are leading Shikalemi by a score of 14 to nothing. Kevin Hur and the Chief Dave Ritchie have the call tonight on WKOK. And now this one looks like a change at the line of scrimmage by Bowers. He switches the power to the other side, and here's the handoff again to James. Standing up, leaps over the five. He is into the end zone. Touchdown, Shimokan. A great touchdown run from 11 yards out. Put Shemokin on the lead, uh, in the lead. Bryson James with his eighth touchdown of the season. And at that point, 7 nothing in favor of the Indians. Back to pass now. Bowers, straight pass. Has some pressure. Looking long downfield. Balestrini with the pick. And that's the first one of the season for Shikalemi. Balestrini plays safety the way the safety is supposed to be played. And he just waited for the ball to come down at the 31-yard line on the pass that was intended for Shikatano. Unfortunately, the Braves not able to capitalize on that terrific defensive play. And Shimokin able to extend their lead to two touchdowns. They're going to go right to under center with a single, single back, back wing to the near side. Bowers will keep it himself, and he will not get it on the first effort. He'll get it, though, on the second effort. Touchdown, Shomokin. 
as Bowers was denied the first drive. His knee wasn't down forward. Progress wasn't stopped. He just pushes his way in. And they approach the half on News Radio 1070 WKOK as Shimokin leads the Shikalemi Braves by score 14 to nothing. You'll notice tonight on the WKOK broadcast a little different. For the first time in close to 20 years, it'll be the first football broadcast without the coach Dick Hort. Following the Shikalemi Southern Columbia game last week, Dick Hort decided to retire and hang up his microphone. We thank Coach Hort for all of his broadcasts and all the time he spent with Kevin. Friday night after Friday night on WKOK, painting the picture of the Shikalemi Braves for us. And I know the coach is kicking back and listening tonight. And I know the chief, Dave Ritchie, will keep that tradition going with Braves football with Kevin on WKOK. So, again, thank you, Coach Dick Hort. Shemokin and Henry Hynoski's Indians, they're leading 14 nothing over the Braves as they get to halftime. Halftime here on Eagle 107 is the Danville Ironman lead Seals Grove by a score of 17 to nothing. Over on 100.9, the Valley Big Ball game with a lot of points expected between Central Columbia and Lewisburg. Two receivers to the left. That's Morrison and Bradley to the left. Eye formation. Tight end to the right. Turns, gives the rolling to his left is Devlin. Looking downfield, throws a little pass and overthrown and intercepted by Ramirez. He's at the 20, 25, 30. And he brought down at the 30-yard line a good play there by Andrew Ramirez as the pass was just overthrown a little. Unfortunately, the Green Dragons were not able to capitalize after that terrific defensive play. The Blue Jays were able to get the ball back, a sparkling play that they were able to set up shop from the one-yard line and able to punch it in for the first points of the evening. So they come out again, power eye right, Devlin under center, give the gets from off the right side, he's into the end zone for a touchdown. So 4.23 to go in the first quarter. Central takes a 6-0 lead. A terrific senior back, Isaac Gensimer, with that one-yard touchdown run. Point after making it good. Blue Jays up 7-0. And three on the board for Lewisburg, thanks to a Jack defender for field goal. 40 seconds to go. Ramirez is the holder. Williams have a good snap. Kicks down. Good kick. And it is good. So it's a 7-3 ball game with 37 seconds to go in the first quarter. And that was the score heading into the second, 7-3 Central Columbia. And they were able to extend their lead thanks to this touchdown run by Xander Bradley. Shot confirmation. Looking to his left. He's then out down the middle of the field. Wide open across the middle. Xander Bradley and into the end zone for a touchdown. 14-3 in favor of... Central Columbia, and they're able to break it into blackjack mode thanks to another terrific run by the senior Isaac Gensimer. This time they go off the left side. He breaks into the clear, and he's going to hit there. No, no, he just runs into the end zone for a touchdown as he breaks a tackle about the 10-yard line and runs into the end zone for a touchdown. Isaac Gensimer from the 34-yard line, and the Blue Jays take a 20-3 lead with 3.50 to go before halftime. And the point after touchdown was good. 100.9 the Valley. Greg Wetzel with the call as the Blue Jays lead Lewisburg 21-3. Also tonight, Mount Carmel, they're up 20 to nothing over Bloomsburg. At one point, they were hoping to play this game tonight uh, in Town Park at Bloom because the uh, they were hoping the field would finally be dried out and ready for football. But because of all the terrible rains from back in August, uh, still, Bloomsburg, the, the Panthers, they've not been able to play a home game on their very own field. They've been playing all the games at Bloomsburg University, and tonight, no exception. Mount Carmel getting a five-yard touchdown run by John Ayers, a 22-yard touchdown run by Damon Daukas. 
Uh, that was the 14 nothing lead for Mount Carmel in the first. And Tanner Kariki with a four-yard touchdown run for the Red Tornadoes, making it 20 to nothing in favor of MCA as they're up over Bloomsburg. Also across the valley tonight, Wallen Popak over Williamsport 14 to three. The Millionaires depleted quarterback Joey Fagnato expected not to play tonight. Trayson Potts, who made the commitment to Minnesota a couple of months ago, he is out for the remainder of the season, and the Millionaires also without their star wide receiver tonight. Upper Dauphin increasing their lead over Pine Grove as they approach halftime. Trojans up over the Cardinals 28-12. to Senior night tonight at the Pitt and South Williamsport. The Mounties are shutting out Milton 21 to nothing. It is the Wildcats versus the Wildcats in Union County, Central Mountain, and Mifflinburg. Central Mountain is up 14-6 to halfway through the second quarter. Tri-Valley and Line Mountain, senior night tonight for the Eagles, and it is the Bulldogs. Tri-Valley up 21-7 to in the second quarter. Loyal Sock leads at the half, 21 to nothing over Warrior Run. Montoursville out early and increasing their lead too, 28 to 7 over Tawanda in the second. At that point, at one point in that game, it was 28 to nothing. Southern Columbia absolutely positively no problems tonight. They're approaching halftime and they lead Hughesville 41 to nothing. Dallas and Berwick, they are tied 3-3 tonight at Crispin Field. Juniata over Mifflinburg in the second, 34 to 7. And our Blaze Alexander four tough game of the night at Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore. The Bulldogs are taking on seven and one Bald Eagle area, the school out of Wingate in Center County. The Eagles are seven and one on the year, but the Bulldogs are leading halfway through the second quarter by a score of ten to six. Don't forget we'll have those scores updated all night long on our scoreboard page at Eagle107.com. And after our live coverage from Danville this evening, we'll have game night scores and highlights from across the central Susquehanna Valley. Here on Eagle 107. Danville leading the Seawinds Grove Seals by a score of 17 to nothing. Scoreless first quarter tonight between Danville and the Seals. And following a Danny Shock interception, the Ironmen were able to break that scoreless drought halfway through the second quarter. Rolling to the right, taken off with it is Persink. Caught back across the green. Still going at the 10, the 5, and he's going to take it in the end zone. Touchdown for the Danville Ironmen. Persink with an 18-yard touchdown run. And capped off a four-play, 30-yard drive, taking a minute 49 off the clock. Point after touchdown was good. Danville leading by a score of 7 to nothing. And then came a Riley-to-Riley connection just before halftime. Riley under center, fakes it to Drew back to the backfield. Going to throw it deep in the corner. He's got Riley out there, makes the catch, tiptoes the sideline. Touchdown for the Danville Ironman. That was K.J. Riley to Peyton Riley. 27 yards out, 5-play, 70-yard drive, only taking 43 seconds off the clock, and Danville leading 14 to nothing. But Seawins Grove with a very fast 3-and-out with just a little bit of time remaining in the first half. Danville was able to get the ball back and capitalize thanks to a 32-yard field goal. Capping off an eight-play, 67-yard drive, and only took a minute 14 off the clock. Great time management for the Ironmen as they extend their lead to 17 to nothing. That's where we are at the half. Danville and Seals Grove here on Eagle 107. Don't forget, Seals fans, we have a Facebook page. It is Seals Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107. Follow your team throughout the season. Enjoy those Trivia Tuesday questions from Pat O'Brien. Lots of stats and scores about the Seals all season long on our Facebook page. Also, follow us on Twitter. Give us a follow. Get scores, stats, scoring drives, too, from our Z-Man, the Zat-Man, the Z-Man. We call him Zach Showers. 
That's on his tax returns. And our Twitter, our Twitter handle is Seals on Eagle 107. So follow us on Twitter, Seals on Eagle 107, and we'll get those stats from Zach in just a moment. You'll get more football on Eagle 107 throughout our block party weekend coming up tomorrow. It is homecoming at Bucknell as they take on Lafayette, our airtime uh, on Eagle 107. The Bison buildup with head coach Joe Susan will be tomorrow morning at 1130. Kickoff will be at noon with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Hur with the Bison and Lafayette Leopards. And the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday here on Eagle 107. They'll be taking on Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Here on Eagle 107, airtime will be at noon and then 1 p.m. The play-by-play with Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, and Howard Eskin. Tomorrow afternoon at 3.30, Penn State will be on the road at Indiana. Nittany Lions and the Hoosiers. Penn State looking to return to its winning ways after its second close loss of the season. Nittany Lions are 24-5 and in their last 29 games dating back to 2016. None of those five losses being decided by more than four points. Penn State-Indiana airtime will be tomorrow afternoon at 2. Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Derek Williams will have the call starting at 3.30 on News Radio 1070 WKOK. You can also listen to all Penn State football on our Eagle 107 app. Just tap WKOK for the Nittany Lions play-by-play. Pittsburgh Steelers on a bye this weekend. They'll be back in action on 100.9 the Valley a week from Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Here on Eagle 107, we're at the half as the Seals are down 17-0 to Danville. We will return to Danville after a break. Get you the first half highlights and stats and also second half call with Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Don't forget, Ryan will be on the field following the game, uh, following the game with interviews and so much more on the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Once again, Danville up 17 to nothing at the half. This is Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Jason Horowitz here with NFL Media Senior Fantasy Analyst Michael Fabiano as we get to week seven of the NFL season, and of course for your fantasy as well. And Mike, you know, four teams on a bye this week, including a couple of the best quarterbacks fantasy-wise, Ben Roethlisberger and and Aaron Rodgers and how they performed. And you also have quarterbacks with bad matchups this week, so who are you looking at? Yeah, you've got some elite quarterbacks who have really bad matchups. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Cam Newton's got a bad matchup as well, just to name a few. So Matt Ryan needs to be in all starting lineups. Jared Goff has put up two stingers in a row. I say he gets very well in a game against the 49ers. And Jameis Winston, who we talked about last week, great matchup against Atlanta, put up a huge stat line this week. He's at home against the Browns. So Jameis is back in my top 10 quarterbacks heading into Week 7. Is there anybody who was an automatic plug-and-play to start the year people expected a lot of, a lot from who you don't even want to think about anymore? Derrick Henry is one of them. A lot of people believed he was going to be a very solid RB2, especially after what he did in the postseason last year. I mean, he has just been dreadful. Honestly, that whole offense has been dreadful. Jordan Howard, he is now a matchup-based starter. And even when the matchup's been good, he's been a bit of a disappointment with Tariq Cohen seeing more touches in that offense. Suddenly, Joho is not somebody that you're automatically plugging into your lineup. We'll stick with the Jordan theme. And what about Jordan Reed? Maybe the most injury-prone tight end in the NFL has actually stayed healthy, but he's not producing. So Reed is now a guy that you'd be playing with the matchups as well. Josh Gordon had high hopes for him coming into the season. The good news is that Gordon is starting to see more snaps and more targets in that Patriots offense. But to this point, he's not a guy that you can say, I am plugging him into my lineup week in and week out without fail. He's a matchup-based guy until further notice. He's Michael Fabiano. For more, log on to NFL.com slash fantasy. Thank you, Mike.
You got it, my friend. I'm Jason Horowitz. Westwood One Sports. Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove. Next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Eagle 107. Welcome back to Ironman Stadium. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brand, Zach Showers bringing you the Sealands Grove Seals here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. The Danville Ironman leading 17-0 over the Sealands Grove Seals. Taking a look at the first half stats. Give it to me by our stat man, Zach Showers. Only four first downs for the Seals, 10 for Danville. In a rushing department, Seals Grove only able to put together 14 yards rushing. Danville Ironman, 60. In the passing department, Seals Grove just 96 yards and 173 for the Ironman. So total yards in that first half, Seals Grove 110. Danville Ironman, 233 penalties. Seals Grove had three for 23 yards, and Danville four for 35 yards. Seals Grove has an interception thrown. Danville has fumbled, so both teams with one turnover. And again, Riley kicked a 32-yard field goal. It's his eighth field goal of the season. He's now eight for 10 on the season for the Danville Army. Look at individual numbers. First for Caden Riley, 13 for 18, 173 yards and a touchdown. Peyton Riley has three catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Kozik, six catches for 56 yards. And Ian Persing, three catches for 40 yards. In the rushing department, Peyton Persing, eight carries, 47 yards and a touchdown. For the Seals Grove Seals, in the rushing department, shown six carries, just 13 yards. Shock, two carries, six yards. And Joe Kahn, two carries for a minus five yards. In the passing department, Danny Shock, six for 12, 88 yards. And an interception. His main target tonight has been Christian Kans. Four catches for 41 yards. Seals Grove trailing 17 nothing to the Danville Ironman. With Peyton Persing able to get that rushing touchdown. It is now his 10th rushing touchdown of the season. Came in tonight with 8.1 yard a carry for the explosive athletes for Danville. And, Ryan, we saw the explosiveness on the touchdown run by Persing to get Danville on the board at that point, let 7 nothing. Right now, they lead 17 nothing over the Seals Grove Seals. And really, outside of that run, Seals Grove's done a great job keeping Persing in check. Uh, the defense has done fabulous. I, I, it's just that you got to get some offense going. Um, especially, it, it starts taking away a little bit of the morale of the defense. you got some two-way players, so when they're not feeling some success on the other side of the ball, kind of weighs heavy on the defensive side. So, Seals has got to come out. 
get a defensive stop. You cannot give up a score here because that is going to kill the morale. But you come out and get a stop, and that offense come out and execute a nice opening drive here in the second half, and you could have yourself a completely different ball game here in the second half. We talked about Peyton Persing during our pregame and all the media outlets and obviously under uh, understand why. And then a week ago, 18 carries, 208 yards, and two touchdowns against the Shemokin Indians. So, Seals grow from a defensive standpoint, like I said, that one explosive run that Peyton Persing has that gave them the lead at that point, 7-0. Other than that, the defense has played well. We are keeping an eye on Blaze Ziders to see if he returns to the game. He went out of the game with apparent to be a lower leg type of injury. We're not going to speculate that, but he was on the sideline for the end of that first half. And Seals Grove will have to uh, deal with that right away because, as you said, Danville Ironman will get the second half kickoff. So that wraps up halftime here from Ironman Stadium as the Seals Grove Seals will kick it off to the Ironman, trailing 17-0. And Seals Grove will go to defense here to start the second half. Kyle Rule kicks us away. It's a line drive swift kick. Be taken by the deep man. That's Persing all the way back at the 15. Got speed up the left sideline. Able to cut around a couple of would-be tackles. Still going and finally finished off. A good pursuit that time by number 81 for the Seals Grove Seals from the back end. And that's Oscar Macharo who didn't quit on the play. Ends up tackling Persing. But good field position for the Danville Ironman to start this possession. They quickly are going to get up to the line of scrimmage. As they'll have it outside of their own 35-yard line, they're going to mark it at the 37-yard line to start this possession. They lead 17-0 just starting the second half. Do you worry about a team like Danville, whether they're able to score quickly and put this game out of reach early in this half, or is the Seals Grove defense able to step up big time? Looks like Blaze Zider is back in the game playing that left defensive end position. This is going to be Persing off the right side. Squeezes through a couple of would-be tacklers, able to take it beyond the 45 out to the 46-yard line. So able to pick up good chunk of yardage there as they're going to mark it at the 46-yard line. So it'll be a second down and two for the Danville Ironman after the eight-yard pickup. Well, Joe Kahn first man to the tackle there. And actually knocked the ball loose a little bit, but Persing able to hang on to it. Joe does get the tackle. One wide receiver split to the left. Two backs in the backfield with Riley under center. It's going to give it to Harris between the tackles. First down pickup short of midfield. He'll get to the 49-yard line. So it'll be a pickup of three for the Danville Ironman. And they'll have it first down and 10. It's just short of midfield. Just starting the second half, Seals Grove trailing 17-0. Peyton Persing, one scoring on a rushing touchdown. Caden Riley found Peyton Riley for the touchdown to put him up 14-0, and Peyton Riley kicked a 32-yard field goal at the end of the first half. And Seals Grove trailing 17-0. First down and 10 at their own 49-yard line. Persing gets the direct snap off the left, cut back going to be hit in the backfield able to get into seals grove territory at the 49 yard line and they're going to throw a flag a lot of scrambling going on so end up look like they're going to end up saying that it was uh, unnecessary roughness personal note they're going to say a face mask against the seals grove seals but it looked like they had Persing stopped for no gain. And, and that makes more sense because they didn't really see anything dirty there. The whistle wasn't blown. A bunch of guys piling up trying to push it back. 
didn't see anything excessive or any kind of hard hits after the whistle. But that makes more sense if they're, they're thrown for a face mask there. I obviously couldn't see it. But, man, what is that, a 30-yard face mask penalty? Like Takes it from midfield all the way the 16, down to oh, the 39-yard like field. In Seals Grove territory. Riley gets a snap, gives it to Persing. Going to cut back across the green. Coming into a Nate Schoen tackle, goes down there, half-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and long. And you're going to have a block in the back, and actually that's how Persing scored the first touchdown. Joe Kahn got held and pushed in the back, and the first half wasn't called. That time you're going to get, I think, number 55 it was for Danville. Push and hold there. That's what you're going to get. That's Zerby, the center for the Danville Ironman, and they're going to push the ball back to the 40 five-yard line. So it's going to be a first down and 20 for the Danville Ironman back at the Silas Grove 45-yard line following the penalty. So that face mask ended up not not being an issue anymore. Actually, it's working out a little better for Seals Grove first, uh, forcing first and 20. Blitz being shown by the Seals. Riley rolling to his left, looking, looking for Peyton Riley. Nope, going to throw it underneath and almost intercepted by Hoover as it went off of the hands of Kozik. And Teague Hoover almost was able to scoop that one up, unable to. Second down and 20 for the Ironman at the Seals Grove 45-yard line. Got to give a ton of credit. Nate Schoen there. He got out around the edge. He's the one that got in the backfield and rushed that throw. Throw was a little high, inaccurate. Fingertip on the ball, popped it back up, which almost allowed Teague Hoover to pick that up for an interception. But Danville escapes that. Just starting the second half, 10 minutes to go here in the third period with Danville leading 17-0 over the Seals. Danville came in tonight 7-1, trying to get to 8-1. Micaiah Showers showing blitz. He's coming. It's going to be a screen pass to Cease. He makes a catch. He's got blockers in front of him. He up under a defender, still going at the 25. And he's going to be tackled by Teague Hoover and Danny Schock. Down close to the 15-yard line. First down pickup for the Ironman. Uh, just a well-executed play there by Danville. They saw the pressure coming through the screen to that side. Over top the outreach hands there, I believe, was Micaiah Showers getting in there. 30-yard pickup on the screen. This is going to go Joey Harris. And he's going to get positive yards. Tackled Nate Schoen and a host of white shirts on the play. Everett Thomas on the stop as well. Short of the 10-yard line at the 11-yard line. So it's to be a four-yard pickup. So it'll be a second down and six. Quickly to the line of scrimmage is Danville. Showing blitz once again. Riley's going to roll to his right. Under pressure. Gets rid of Man, wide open. Hit immediately at the first down marker. That's going to be Hoover on the stop. That's Persing making the catch. That's Ian Persing making the catch for the Danville Ironman. But it's going to be right at the first down marker. It looks like it could be a first down for the Ironman. And that's the seventh tackle of the night for Hoover. He is leading the way now for the Seals defense. Not a stat you want to hear that your safety is leading in tackling. But he is. He's getting to the ball and, and trying to limit these pass plays. And it's going to be close. Got a personal foul. Roughing the quarterback. So be half the distance to the goal. So they'll put the ball at the two-yard line. First down, goal to go from the two-yard line for the Danville Ironman. And I'm watching the play. I didn't see what happened on the backside, but they call it roughing the passer. You don't see that too often in a high school level. Well, it wasn't the initial contact. It was afterwards they wrapped up and whipped the the player to the ground that they're going to call. See number 12 splits to the right. That's Trey Miller. Three backs in the backfield along with Caden Payton. 
excuse me, Caden Riley is going to be a keeper. Nope, that's Persing. Goal line, touchdown, Danville Ironman. Uh, Danville just came out and moved the ball down the field, and they did exactly what they wanted to do to start this half. And Peyton Riley threw the ball at one of the defenders, the Seals Grove Seals, quickly picked the ball up to give it to the referee to avoid getting a flag thrown, but definitely some little taunting that time as he actually turned, looked back at the Seals Grove defense, and tossed the ball towards the pile. Nothing was called there. And then he ran over and thought, oh, that probably was a good idea and gave it to the referee and avoided what could have been a flag against the Danville Ironman. But a touchdown for Persing as he gets a, another touchdown on the night. And Peyton Riley booms this through with plenty of distance. The extra point good. And just like that, it's a 24 to nothing lead for the Danville Ironman here in the third period with 8.59 to go. Game's not over, though. Game is not over. Got to come out and put something together here offensively. you got to regroup and uh, stay focused because you've shown some things in the first half, the ability to move the ball. Really should have had a touchdown in the opening drive. So just can't give up right now. Can't give up. Got to go out and uh, keep pressing that offensive line, win some battles at the line of scrimmage, get a couple, you know, uh, decent runs of, you know, three, four yards, set up better second downs. That's one thing Seals going to struggle with tonight. And a lot of second and longs is inability to execute on first down. And then when we do get open downfield, we got to catch the ball. If it hits the hands, it's got to be a catch. I, I was younger. i throw football in the backyard. My dad, and he'd throw me a pass where I only got a finger on it. And I'd say, nice throw, Dad. And he said, hey, did you touch it? And I'm like, yeah, I got a finger. And then you catch it. So I've always lived by those rules. You can get a finger on it, you catch the ball. So right now, Seals are just going to have to make a couple plays. Peyton Riley kicks us in a way. It's going to go down the sideline and go out of bounds. But Danville Ironman take a 24-0 lead with 8.59 to go here in the third period as Peyton Persing gets his second touchdown of the night, his 11th on the season, completing an eight-play drive covering 62 yards, taking two minutes and 53 seconds. The extra point, good. And again, Danville leading 24-0 with 8.59 to go here in the third. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Well, that uh, going out of bounds there is huge for Seals Grove. They're now going to get the ball at the 35-yard line, so pretty good starting field position for the Seals offense here as they're about to start their first possession of the second half. Got to put something together here, try to march the ball down the field, get points on the board. They trail at this point 24-0 with 8.59 to go here in the third. Quickly come out of the huddle, wide receivers to each side. The linemen come up, and it's Trey Bainey playing the center position with Shock under center. Gives it to Schoen from the fullback, dives forward. He'll get out to the 37-yard line. There's going to be a flag on the play. Thank you very much, Mr. Ref. Well, I was going to say, this, but this could be one of these on Seals Grove because he landed on top, but there was actually a punch thrown to the face mask there. Looked like Ryan Browse, number 64, and Bainey is down on the turf. Sean, we have a timeout on the field. Be a good chance to send it back to you, get some updated scores, maybe including our Blaze Alexander for Tough Game of the Week, Jersey Short and Ball Eagle area. Sean? Take it away. We can do that, guys. Thanks very much. It is currently at the half at Thompson Street Stadium. 
And Jersey Shore is leading Baltimore area by a score of 16 to 12. Also at the half, Juniata up 41-7 over Millersburg. Late third quarter, Dallas and Berwick, they are tied 10-10. Halftime, Southern Columbia 55, Hughesville nothing. Montoursville leading 42-7 over Tawanda early in the second half. Just starting the third quarter at Loyal Sock, they're shutting out Warrior Run 21 to nothing. Also at the half, Tri-Valley 21, Line Mountain 7. And we also have 21-10, Central Columbia, Lewisburg. They are just starting the second half. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan in Danville, guys. Thank you, Sean. Updated scores going on around the valley. It's still player down on the field for the Seals Grove Seals medical staff tending to him. He finally gets to his feet, number 68, Trey Bainey, who had filled in for center for Blaze Zider. So they're going to have to go to the third at center or at least make some changes up front. Pete Voss being challenged on the far side about what movements they'll make. Talk to Derek about the continuity of this offensive line. They've played together the last three or four games together, and everybody knows on any level how important that is. And, and you know, during that you know break there with Sean, you know, we had Coach Hicks out there checking on the injured player, and something went on there, something was said, and Hicks looked over and uh, – it wasn't the nicest exchange between the two there, but Danville coaches over here getting all heated up. There's definitely a, a, a late hit there, necessary stuff. And then you see players here for Danville calming down coaches. Now, they've, they've had a little bit of issues this year. Head coach was suspended for a game for altercation between coaches on the Danville staff. So don't like when you see that stuff. Kids shouldn't be calming down coaches. And a fumbled snap by Shock. And again, all changes going on up front. We see Oscar Percy, uh Giuseppe Ferraro, number 66, into the game. It looked like maybe they moved. I'm trying to see who they moved to center, whether it's Everett Thomas moved to center. But you do see Giuseppe into the game, number 66. There was some extracurricular stuff at the end of the play there. Got to just be careful. Can't let this one get out of the way. You can't get yourself ejected, not be able to play in the final game next week against Montoursville. So, Discipline at this point. Low snap to shock. Rolling to his right. Gets rid of it. Intercepted. Easy play on the sideline. Intercepted. There's going to be a lot of extracurricular stuff going on here. Danville is chirping. Seals Grove chirping. Metzger's got to get to a sideline. Just don't want this thing to get to that point, Ryan. You don't want to see kids get hurt. You don't want to see some extra stuff going on. Interception that time was at number five. Shane Kozik with the interception. Easy interception right to him. I mean, there's just a lot of extra jarring going on here. And, one thing, and, and the one thing I don't like here is you see in Danville players just holding the ball in our, in our players' faces and stuff. And, you know, to me, and you can say what you want, listen, if you're a Danville fan, I'm, I'm seeing a product of coaches on the staff kind of doing the same thing, kind of getting hyped. And when you're a coach, it needs to be calmed down by a player. That's not a good thing. The attempted pass out there for Persing falls incomplete. Oscar Macharo, 81 into the ball game. Again, some movement going on up front because of uh, different guys have gotten hurt here. Bainey plays on the defensive side as well, so does Blaze Ziders. But right now out on the field for Seals Grove uh, along that defensive front. Number 77 into the game for the Seals Grove Seals, of course, is checked in. And that's Gavin Carroll, 79 in the game on the defensive side as well. Michael Mall rolling to the right is Riley looking. He's got a man deep. It's going to be caught by Peyton Riley. He's going to get down to the five-yard line. He's able to beat Joe Kahn, and he got it to the five-yard line. Yeah, just a really nice throw there. And, again, another receiver getting downfield, getting open. And the pass was on the money. 
another over-shoulder the ca- a catch for Danville Ironman, and they've set themselves up with first and goal from about the four-yard line. 42-yard pickup that time by the Danville Ironman, and they have a first down goal to go inside of the five-yard line. They're marking at the four-yard line. Peyton Riley split far to the left with Swineford on him. Persing in the backfield. It's going to go to him off the left. Gets to the goal line. Touchdown for the Danville Ironman. Got the blocking up front that he needed. Easy touchdown for Persing there. He gets across the goal line before he even gets touched. 7.39 to go here in the third period with Persing kicking it for his third touchdown of the night. His 12th on the season for the Danville Ironman. The extra point try here be by Peyton Riley. Peyton Riley on the season has only missed four PATs. He'll get another chance here. He's got plenty of foot, splits the upright, and good. The Danville Ironman explode here in the third period with back-to-back touchdowns. Peyton Persing gets his second of the second half, his third on the game. He now has 12 on the season for the Danville Ironman. We knew coming in his explosiveness and what he was able to do. A credit to to Peyton Riley, a quarter, or Caden Riley, excuse me, the quarterback. He had a couple passes early on, one on a fake punt, and another one where it's a breakdown defensively. He's sealing his grove. And Caden Riley had a wide open receiver, but overthrew him. But he's come back and had some big throws. He had a big one on that last possession, setting up that touchdown run by Peyton Persink. Just a three-play drive covering 46 yards for the Danville Ironman, just taking 35 seconds, the extra point good, and the lead now sits at 31-0 here in the third period with 7.39 to go. Danville leading 31-0. That's the Sealands Grove Ford drive summary. As Peyton Riley will kick this one away, back deep will be Nyland. He'll take it from his seven. He's at the 15, up the right side. He's going to be hit, still being pushed around some, and finally stopped there. And if Dan Byron turned, clapped towards Seelands Grove, but nothing A lot there. of extra stuff there. A lot of it. And see what's going to happen is someone's going to get frustrated, and there's going to be. I'm frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I'm just th- a broadcaster. I, I, one of these young men out there is going to have an opportunity to lay, you know, an unnecessary hit, and hopefully no one gets hurt. But th- this is what happens. It's going to boil, boil, boil. And eventually it boils over. So these officials need to get control of this right now. Sales Grove come out first down and 10, trailing 31-0 to the Danville Ironman. Shotgun formation, Bastion, roll into his left. Looking, getting some pressure, and it's going to be tackled by Faust. Not, nothing there. He was able to get through two would-be ta- blockers and a big loss on the play. It'll take it back inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. It'll be a second down and long, about a second down and 22 for the Seals Grove Seals. A lot of big plays in the game. Of course, those are all candidates for the Schmokin Dam Health Center. Backbreaker plays of the game. And that long throw, that 42-yard pass from Caden Riley to Peyton Riley is a big one here and eventually finished off by that touchdown run. Definitely a candidate for the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Bastin drops back, looks over the middle, and almost intercepted that time. Able to get his hand on it with Sidler. He came in leading the team with interception, almost got his fourth on the season for the Danville Ironman. 
Yeah, very close there to another pick. Schoen going on the out route. Looked like he had some an opening there, but the ball got tipped, almost picked out, picked off. Seals group looking at third and forever with their backs against the end, their own end zone. Challenge 31 nothing with 6.44 to go here in the third period. They have a third down and a call to about 19. Bassett drops back. Look on the slant to Christy Kantz. He makes a good job. Looked like he caught the ball, but he slid. It was behind him and made a big, it made a nice athletic play, but it's well short of a first down. It's going to be a fourth down and nine in a punny situation for the Seals Grove Seals. And Kantz actually having a pretty nice game tonight. I believe that's his fifth catch. I think he's over 50 yards. So having one of his... Uh, better games of the season for sure he only came in with eight catches on the season as you said he had four in the first half add another one to it so he's closing on doubling his total on the season metzger drops back to punt gets it away under some pressure was able to get it away and the ball is going to bounce and take a good roll some confusion between the two return guys as peyton riley was talking to shane kozik but the ball did bounce and get a decent roll for Seals Grove all the way down to the 29-yard line, and that's where the Danville Army will take over first down at 10, leading 31 nothing with 5.58 to go here in the third period. After tying the opener, the Steelers now host the Cleveland Browns next Sunday afternoon on the Valley. Join coverage for the pregame at 11, kickoff at 1 on 100.9 the Valley. I wonder if our boy Sean back in the studio is nervous about that game. Will He's, the Browns finally get that win over over his Steelers? Well, they did everything they could to get the first time, but did everything they could not to get it as well. This is going to go to Harris off the right side. He takes it beyond the 30 and is able to fight just short of the 35-yard line. Some more extracurricular stuff going on as Harris is finally going to be knocked around. Well, he stepped like on him. Number 25 stomped on, I believe it was Khan on the ground. I mean, literally stomped. I hate to be, this is what we have to They're talk about during him. a high school football game. But Are they ejecting him? At least sending him to the sidelines. Let's see what the call here is. There's flags all over the place. Someone else is being ejected. It could be someone on the Seals Grove side. The officials are all chit-chatting in the middle of the field. But again, Ryan, we've covered 10 seasons worth of Seals Grove football. This is always the low part of this. You hate to see extracurricular stuff but we'd like to say well we don't like to say but it, a lot of times it comes down how is it officiated how do you manage it early on and you said it right you know these kids are athletes or young kids and when uh, it boils over you hate to see what happens here officials will continue to chit chat this one through it'll give you a chance to remind you that bucknell hosts lafayette for the homecoming tomorrow pregame show at but Doug Birdsong, Kevin Earth starts at 11.30, kickoff at noon on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and on Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. So Brian, as they're showing us personal foul against the Danville Ironman, and that gentleman is going to be ejected from the game after the call. And you, you said it got up stomping yeah. around. And I mean, you can't stomp on a kid. You just can't do it. Yeah. Trying to see if. There, too. But uh, something more positive here, Ryan, as we're talking about it. My daughter Murphy made the junior high basketball team at Seals Grove, dressed up in uh, uniform, a very likable number for you, number oh, yeah. 33. 33. She's going to sport that hopefully for the next yeah, six years of Seals Grove basketball. Right Proud on. of her. And uh, she's excited, ready to get started under Coach Rachel Scheller. So something definitely. positive going on around Seals Grove. Definitely got her basketball skills from her mom. She made the team. So, uh, <laughs> by the way, you got to get her shoes. In that picture, she's wearing Crocs. I don't think the PIAA is okay with that. 
Well, it was just she was sporting a croc. <laughs> I try to go with the croc yeah, over, but you got I, that's the croc over. Over. No dad, no dad jokes. <laughs> so after the penalty, it does go to the deep man. A lot of room for Danville crossing the 30-yard line out to the 31-yard line. Number 26. I don't have that number, so it's the mystery man on the run that time for Danville. But uh, again, just to kind of close out on that thought, I'm proud of my daughter Murphy getting started uh, in our high school career basketball for the Seals Grove Seals. So. Looking forward to watching her play. All good stuff. So quick burst that time by Danville. Beyond the 30, out to the 32-yard line. It'll bring up a third down and about eight with 5.05 to go here in the third period with Danville leading 31-0. Under center is Riley. Gives it to Persing. Tries to do the cutback. Caught from behind. It'll be taken to the turf. Nice job. Good discipline play that time by Gavin Carroll to make the stop. It'll be a fourth down and about five. A long five. Looks like Danville will put this one away as Caden Riley will put this one away for the Danville Ironman. Back deep for Seals Grove, Josh Nyland, and Joe Kahn. Seals Grove still looking to try to put some positive stuff together here. They do trail 31-0 with 4.30 to go in the third period. A lot of game to be played, a lot of positive to try to put on film. Put away. It's a high kick. It's going to go short. White shirt's got to get out of the way. Crazy bounce there. Schaefer runs away from it, and it's going to go out of bounds. Seals Grove take over. First down at 10 from their own 44-yard line. Well, you got to regroup here right now. Down 31 nothing. Still four minutes to go in the third. You got to start doing some things positive. As we talk about, if you're just sorry, Ryan, if you're no. just joining us, a lot of shakeup in that offensive line. Blaze Eiders went out early on. Trey Bainey went out as well. So we'll have to see all the new numbers. Giuseppe Ferrara, we mentioned him already into the game. We'll have to see who else has checked in the game for the Seals Grove Seals on the offensive line. I'm not calling it game quite yet. You know, I'm I'm pretty optimistic person. I always I always believe there's always a will away. But you also want to keep building here for next week and going into playoffs. So trying to get some things positive going here in the, in the last quarter and, and four minutes of the third. Bastion gets rid of it. Intended receiver that time was Josh Nyland. Nothing there. Defended out there by Ian Persing, the sophomore, six foot, 164 pounds. Falls he complete, it'll be a second down in 10. Yeah, that time ball was just a little high. Still unable, can'ts there, unable to get the catch. So it brings up a second down and 10. Wide receivers will go each side. Swineford far to the left, two wide receivers to the right. Can'ts far to the right in the slot would be Nylon. Staying in the quarterback is Bastion. In the backfield with him is Schoen. Second down and 10 at their own 44-yard line for the Seals. Bastion drops back, looking. Going to step up. It's going to take off and run with it. Caught from behind as he's able to get beyond the 45-yard line out to about the 47-yard line. Looked like Falsnop was on the stop for the Danville Ironman. This will be a third down, and we'll call it about six for the Seals. Yeah, nice decision there by Bastion Tuck and take what's in front of you. Picks up a few yards and uh, almost five, picks up at least four there. Makes it a more manageable third down. So those those are crucial plays there, you know. You know, sometimes it's better just to take what's in front of you to try and force it a little further downfield. Bastion takes the snap, rolling to his right. Hand off to Schoen, going back the other way. Schoen's got a first down and more. Break it away from guys. Try to take it the distance and get to the 25-20. Down to the 15-yard line. So the big offensive play from the rushing department just happened for the Seals on the handoff to Schoen. 
from Bastion. A simple backside A-gap cut. Shown's got good footwork and patience, finds the opening, and he does the rest. Breaking tackles, breaking tackles. The ironic thing of is he gets just tripped up a little bit by his feet, and he goes down. I think it was kind of fatigued there as he was fighting through many guys, but he's a man out there. It looked like he was throwing some boys around. It's a big run from a big guy in Nate Schoen. 38-yard run for Schoen. Gets the hand off again. Fumbles the ball. It's on the turf. And who comes away with it? The way their officials are coming in, they're going to take a look at it. And the body language tells you it's a fumble, and it will be recovered by the Danville Ironman. And it looked like a tired carry there, the way he was holding the ball way out in front of him one-handed. It just got knocked out and kicked right into the Danville Ironman defender's hands. Didn't even have a choice of trying to get that fumble recovery. It went right into the Ironman's hands, and that was the end of it. So after a 38-yard run by Nate Schoen, he gets the handoff, loses the ball, and give it back over to the Danville Ironman, leading 31-0 are the Ironman with 3.04 to go here in the third period. Blitz being shown by Shower. He's coming. Deep back gets the call, going off the left, spinning out of some tackles, but finally it's going to be finished off. Ryan Allman, Metzger in on the stop. And the ball's tossed up in the air, not given to the official, just kind of thrown up in the air. And they were able to gather it, and they're going to walk up and make it a one-yard loss, second down and 11 for the Ironman. That's the first tackle for a loss that I have recorded in this game. So took almost all of three quarters. Seals were finally getting that tackle in the backfield for a one-yard loss, and that was both Ryan Amit and Metzger in on that tackle. So it's going to be a second down and 11 for the Danville Ironman. They lead 31-0 with 2.20 to go here in the third period. Blitz coming by Showers off the right side. Riley turns, fakes it, give it, now gives it to the deep man. It's got room, crosses the 20 out to the 22-yard line. Looks like all the way out to the 24-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down pickup for the Danville Ironman. They'll move the chains, reset the clock and get a start again, and so have a first down and 10 from their own 24-yard line, leading 31-0. Under two minutes to go here in the third. Remember, this was a game that was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. First touchdown didn't come until 5:27 to go in the second quarter. But it's been all Danville, leading 31-0 over the Seals. Handoff goes to quick back, 23 that time, gets the call for the Danville Ironman, and that's Dressler, the sophomore, 6'2", 170 pounds, hit the pickup about three. It'll be a second down and seven for Danville. Danville's not going to be any hurry here as Caden Riley gets the call from the sidelines and he'll jog out and give direction to his offensive cohorts. One eighteen to go here in the third period. 31-0 lead for the Danville Ironman. Danville had three touchdowns in the second quarter, two here in the third, and lead 31-0. High snap to Riley, but he gives it to Dressler again. Dressler is going to get to the 30-yard line, maybe the 31-yard line, short of a first down. So it's going to be a third down and about three, maybe three and a half for the Danville Ironman as they do have it just outside of the 30-yard line in Danville territory. Yes, 79 and 81. 81, I believe, is Macharo, okay. and 79 is Michael Mall, both in on the tackle there for Seals Grove, forcing the third down. And Jesse, or uh, Giuseppe Ferraro also playing defensive end on the left side, and that's where this ball is going to go. Big room. First down pickup. 
as Ian Bersing's going to have a first down, gets out close to the 40-yard line, out to the 41-yard line, so a first down run that time by number four, Ian Bersing, the sophomore, six foot, 164 pounds, so a, a Danville team that has a lot of seniors, you're getting to look at some of the younger kids making plays here. Got a break in the action, injured player down on the field. Let's send it back to Sean. Updated scores from around the valley. Sean? All right, guys, thanks very much. On our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard, currently on WKOK in the third quarter, Shemokin shutting out Shikalemi 20 to nothing on 100.9. The Valley also in the third, Central Columbia 28, Lewisburg 16. Quite a few blowouts across the Valley tonight in the third quarter. Mount Carmel with an easy time over Bloomsburg at Bloomsburg University, 46 to nothing. Now in the fourth quarter, Wallen-Popak 28, Williamsport 17. In the third quarter, Mifflinburg has taken the lead over Central Mountain, 21-14. Now in the fourth quarter, Tri-Valley leading Line Mountain, 21-14. Loyal Sox shutting out Warrior Run in the fourth, 27 to nothing. Montoursville in the fourth, 49-13. They're up over Tawanda. And our Blaze-Alexander Ford Tough game of the night, Jersey Shore, Baltimore area. Now in the third, Jersey Shore still up 16-12. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Danville, Pat and Ryan. Guys? Hey, Sean, do me a favor. Don't go anywhere because that's the end of the third period here from Ironman Stadium. We'll move to the fourth quarter as the Seals Grove Seals see themselves trailing 31-0 to the Ironman. Let's take a break. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket, the Five Buck Lunch, KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger, or the new Crispy Chicken Salad. And if it is a Blizzard that you want, the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough is the Blizzard of the Month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Ironman Stadium. Getting ready to start the fourth quarter. I want to remind you that tomorrow Penn State visits Indiana. The tailgate show is at 2 o'clock. Kickoff at 3.30 with Steve Jones, Jack Cam, Roger Corey, Derek Williams on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And WKOK.com on, and also on the Sunray Broadcasting Corporation app. Move to the fourth quarter. Seals Grove trailing 31 nothing. This game was tied 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. But, but Danville would get two touchdowns and a field goal to wrap up the first half, leading 17-0. Then they got back-to-back touchdowns by Persing. He has three touchdowns on the night. They lead 31-0 as Danville has... The ball first down and 10 at their own 40-yard line. Trey Miller into the game at quarterback. He rolls out to the left, gets tackled immediately right at the line of scrimmage. Oscar Machado in on the stop. Good play defensively by the Seals on the first play of the fourth quarter. Got to give a quick shout-out. Tyler Doak, former Seals Grove Seal at home listening, just text me saying, Go Seals. Seals Grove fan, great football player. Well, we have one. And he's my neighbor. There you go. He's really... So he has to listen. All the cool people live in that neighborhood there. So, Tyler Doak, thank you for listening. (laughs) Chip Mall says hello from the booth. So it's a second down and nine after the one-yard pickup by Miller for the 
Danville Ironman. Deep man gets the call this time. That's Dressler hitting the backfield. Nate Schoen back there making the stop as I see Caden Riley back in the game at quarterback. So Miller got his one chance there and got tackled and he came off the field. So Caden Riley back in the game. Handoff lost it two as it'll be a third down in 11 as the ball sits at the 39 yard line in Danville territory. So a third down and 11 for the Danville Ironmen. They have, again, at their own 30-yard line, they lead 31-0 with 10-34 to go here in the ballgame. Shotgun formation for Danville. Dropping back is Riley. Looking over the middle. It's got a man wide open in and out of his hands. Had an opportunity to hit Number four at that time, that would have been Ian Persine, would have made the catch there. That would have been a big play, but it in and out of his hands, falls incomplete, and it brings up a fourth down for the Danville Ironman. Yeah, wide open post route there, just unable to connect there. T. Hoover does lay a hit a little bit after the ball got by. If it would have been completed, maybe you could knock loose of that hit. So it's a fourth down in a punting situation for the Danville Ironman. Khan and Nyland drop back, waiting for the Caden Miller, or excuse me, Caden Riley punt. Gets it away, line drive kick. Nyland takes it at his own 30-yard line, had his knee down when he made the reception, so they'll call the blade dead right there at the 29-yard line. Seals Grove takeover, first down and 10. Looking across that offensive line, 73 for the Seals Grove Seals, 53. It's set about 59s into the game for the Seals Grove Seals. So with some injuries up front, getting some different guys into the game that might not have started this ball game. 59, of course, is Nick Klein. Already mentioned about 73 being the game. That's Garrett Benford. He would have gotten the start, so he's still in the game. And, of course, 53 is Everett Thomas for the Seals Grove Seals. First down and 10. Seals Grove trailing 31-0. Shock drops the snap, picks it up, going to take off running with it. Still got some time looking downfield, trying to make a man miss. Stiffs arms at the 28 and finally upended it at the 33-yard line. Coming up making the hit that time was Austin Millar. So Shock made a something out of nothing as yeah. he's able to take it beyond the 33 out to the 30, excuse me, 30 out to the 33-yard line. Yeah, showing some strength and ability there, Shock. It looked like he was all but tackled, but got out of it, kept his feet. And made some, I mean, really, I mean, he picked up four or five on the play, but he was pretty far back behind the line of scrimmage where he looked like he was wrapped up. So unbelievable play there to get free and pick up some yards and a nice stiff arm as well. I see Cam Fogarty playing the center position for the Seals Grove Seals. I love Cam. Shotgun to shock. Khan gets the call. Dragon defender outside the 35, out to the 36. Close to the 37-yard line. It would be a short of a first down. So it will be a third down and a long two for the Seals Grove Seals. Trying to pick up a first down here to keep this possession alive. They trail 31-0 with 9.05 to go in the ballgame. Danville looking to improve to 8-1 and on the season. Seals Grove came in tonight trying to win back-to-back games for the first time in 2018. But... Uphill challenge here as they trail 31-0 with 8.45 to go in the game. Shot gets the snap. Rolling to his right. Looking. Getting some pressure, and he's going to go down. 
I think it's be Fosnoff able to shake off the would-be block there and exploded on the freshman quarterback. Takes him down. Loss on the play. That's going to be a fourth down, and you would think a punting situation here for the Seals. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to punt way too uh, way too deep in their own territory. <laughs> it's fourth and ten. So Seals will go out and punt. Just got a text from Logan Leiby. Got his first start last week, unfortunately, to get injured. Uh, he's a big Seals Grove Seal fan player that will always be known for his great play at the quarterback position for the Seals, but get better quickly. Absolutely. <laughs> Appreciate all the guys checking in as Metzger, good punt, able to get it to the Danville 30-yard line, be spotted down there by T. Hoover, who politely tosses it to the official <laughs> and have to go on defense here. First down and 10 for the Danville Ironman. Ryan, we kid around about how many uh, people can check in with us. So we know we have two people listening, yes. Logan Leiby and uh, whoever the other guy was. Who did you say? Ty Doak. Ty Doak. And actually, we got a third former oh, Seals third. Grove Seal playing. Brett Fozzie had texted me a little earlier, too. Nice. Said, come on, let's go Seals. Uh, that was back in the first half. I just didn't want to give Brett any radio time. Yeah, that's enough of that. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. This goes yeah, to you. Dresser. Trying to bounce it to the outside. It's going to be tackled, taken down. Bastion Camp comes up, make the tackle. Metzger involved as well. Short pickup about two. It'll be second down and eight for the Danville Army. And they lead 31-0. 7.45 to go in the game. I see number 19 checking into the game for the Danville Armory. Just a freshman at 5-4, Brady Kranick. I'm going to go with Kranick. It's probably not right, and I apologize, but we'll try to get that right. We'll ask around and see if we can get the right name for that. Hands off this time, and Ferraro gets into the backfield and makes the stop. Handoff went to the lone back in the backfield. Takes him down quickly. As it went to Devine. And it's going to be a punting situation. Nope, actually a third down, not fourth down. Third down and 10 after the good play by Giuseppe Ferraro on the stop. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was a punting situation because they did a line change. <laughs> it looked like they, they swapped out everyone on the field. But yeah, back to Giuseppe getting in the backfield, making the tackle. So a big play there for the Seals Grove Seal defense. I think they're going to burn it. Someone's burn a timeout here. Look like Danville took the timeout here as Tim Kaiser comes out with his hands on his hip, and he kind of looked like he's glaring over at the official or possibly over towards the Seals Grove bench. And now he's asking for a switch out here. I think he's trying to take an, I think he's taking a peek out to see what Seals Grove's doing substitution-wise. That's exactly what he's doing. What if is they're it not going to substitute, then he's like, you know what, I'm going to keep my first line out there too as he continues to look across the way. You're up 31 nothing with less than seven minutes to go in the game. We're continuing to work. Obviously, we're having some issues tonight, things that need to be worked out. If that's a real concern of yours right now, my concern if I'm Danville is my starters possibly getting injured in a, in a scrappy uh, game. So, I mean, that's his risk. That's what he wants to do, but... And what I heard from earlier on that they've already uh, locked up at least a tie, you know, here in there in hack two that they play in. And, you know, they got to start thinking about they got Southern next week, how they're going to manage that. So yeah, that's, that's exactly what he was doing. Looking out and a lot of all the starters back on the field for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, not all. Well, it's third down and 10. Riley drops back looking, gets rid of it, throws it out in. Deep out this time, caught by Peyton Riley. He slammed out of bounds on the far side. It'll be a first down pickup as Dean Hollenbach was on the tackle on the far side. 
Kaiser comes out to the numbers to give Caden Riley the call, send him back to. And he's walking around a bit at edge there, Jim Kaiser here on the near side. And I get the sense that he's trying to go for more here. I think he wants to try to run this one up on the Seals Grove Seals after that 12-yard pickup for the first down. Cease goes in motion. Turn, gives it to the deep guy, Dressler. He's into the secondary, into Seals Grove territory at the 45, down close to the 40-yard line to the 39-yard line. 31-0 lead for the Danville Ironman. 6-21 to go in the ballgame. And now they're ro- rotating some more guys in here, so he's definitely doing a lot of substitutions right now, maybe trying to keep some guys fresh. So it's a first down and 10 for the Ironman. They go with a tight formation. One wide receiver split to the right. Cease, flanker off to the left. Caden Riley under center, takes the snap, turns, gives it to Dressler. He's into the second level, still going, following behind the big block and trying to make a man miss at the 20. But for first down burst that time, he takes the 22-yard run that time by Dressler for the Danville Ironman. Hey, coming up after the game, you're going to be able to check in with the Service Electric post-game show. We'll get an interview with Derek Hicks down on the field, get a couple players. Also, we'll have stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Get some updated scores, a scoring recap, and the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. All part of the Service Electric post-game show for you after the game here on Eagle 107. First down and 10 for the Ironman. Turn, give it to... The deep back, able to make a guy miss, still going, spins at the 15, down close to the 12-yard line for the Danville Ironman. See some backup guys coming in now, number 74, the Danville Ironman, and also looks like number 63 coming into the game, Shingara, the junior lineman. So they are making some switches up front for the Danville Ironman. Second down here, second down and two. 4.50 to go in the game. Danville leading 31-0. Trying to add to it here, deep in Seals Grove territory. Caden Riley under center, taking the snap. Quick pitch this time. As that pitch went to Austin Millar, and he's going to have enough for a first down inside the 10. Continue to see some changes going on for the Danville Ironmen as they're going to coast to an 8-1 and record setting up next week's game against the Southern Columbia Tigers. Seals Grove Seals will finish out the regular season against Montoursville next week at home as they do have the backup quarterback in there now. He's going to give it to Dressler. Dressler trying to get to the five-yard line met by Khan and a host of white shirts and he'll go down there but it's going to set up a second down and goal to go for the Danville Ironman. Under four to go in the game. Also, after the game, you want to stick around as we'll join Sean Carey for scores and highlights from across the region, including the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week. That's all part of the Sunbury Motors game night with Sean Carey. Quick handoff this time. Trying to go off the right side. Nothing there. Third down goal to go for the Danville Ironman. Leading 31-0. 
as the clock continues to run with 3.25 to go in the game. I'm not quite sure who that was, but somebody had an outreached arm there in the midst of the line of scrimmage. was able to grab the running back by the jersey and just didn't let go. That's some hand strength right there. Although I've been in a situation where my finger has gotten wrapped up in a jersey, and you can easily dislocate it like that. I've had swollen knuckles from that situation, so hopefully that wasn't what it was. Hopefully it's just a strong grab there. Craniac back in at quarterback number 19, hands it off to Dressler, met at the five-yard line. Going to be pushed by a host of white shirts back. Never did go down, but his full momentum was held up, so it would be stopped there. It would be fourth down, goal to go for the Danville Ironman. Clock at 2.45 to go in the game. Also, during our post-game show, we'll have the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Salem's Grove not able to come up with a Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game candidate in this game. So we're looking to the big plays from the Danville Ironman to be represented as the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Keeping the offensive snap over the quarterback's head. Going back is quarterback. will jump on top of it. It'll turn over on downs. Back to the Seals Grove Seals. Oh, a nice break there for the Seals. And good job by the defense there with their backs against the end zone to tighten things up, make some plays against the run game there, which really Danville had a ton of success with. They moved down the field, run the ball there. But defense bend but don't break mentality there. And they get the stop and keep uh, Danville out of the end zone as now we're about two minutes and 13 seconds left in the game. The Seals Grove Seals here probably going to get mostly their backups in in this possession to end the game. They are making the changes up front. And now it's just a matter of personnel in and out, in and out. So first down and 10 for the Seals after the ball was turned over on downs. 2.13 to go in this one. Seals Grove able to hold Danville to a 0-0 tie at the end of the first quarter. Danville is able to explode for two touchdowns and a field goal to set the halftime score at 17-0 as this is going to Dean Hollenbach. He's into the secondary, into Danville territory at the 35, the 30, the 25-20. Trying to outrun one more defender, and he's going to be tackled at the five-yard line. So Dean Hollenbach gets a hole, finds a crease, and is able to take it into Danville territory and more, and finally stopped at the five-yard line for the Seals Grove Seals to have a first down goal to go. 78-yard run by Dean Hollenbach on the carry for the Seals. Seals deep in Danville territory. Trying to avoid a shutout here. They're losing 31-0 to the Danville Ironman with 1.45 to go. Gets the call again. Close to the goal line. Gets the push. And is there a call? Yes. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. So a big long run. 78-yard run by Dean Hollenbach. Set that up. He's able to finish it off with the touchdown run. And now we'll get an extra point try here by... Kyle Rule with 138 to go here in the ball game. Kyle Rule attempt the extra point here off the Brett four hole. Got some movement going up front. There will be some flagstone here as the ball splits the upright and is good, but it's going to be an offside against the Danville Ironman 
So it'll be half the distance to the goal. See if Seals Grove just looks to kick this one up through. If they can decline it as well, as Kansas talking it over with the official, if they want to decline it and just say, we'll keep the extra point, they can choose to do that. So Seals Grove gets on the board first time tonight. Avoid the shutout. They're still trailing 31 to 6. It looks like they're, they are going to de- Nope, they're going to have to kick it again here. They do move it half the distance to the goal. Looking for the snap from Kantz to four. Good. And its kick is up, splits the upright, and is good. So, Sean, as Seals Grove goes down to tee this one up, I'd like to send it back to you. Our listeners are keeping on the edge of their seats, waiting for these updated scores. Sean, can you take it away? All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard, currently on WKOK in the fourth quarter. Shemokin shutting out Shikolemi 21 to nothing. 100.9, the Valley Central Columbia Blue Jays pulling away from Lewisburg, 35-16. to Mount Carmel crushing Bloomsburg tonight, late, 53 to nothing. couple final scores have rolled in. Loyal Suck getting a 36-0 shutout over Warrior Run. Montoursville, 49-1-13. to Montoursville will be at Seawans Grove next Friday night here on Eagle 107. couple more finals. Southern Columbia, 69, Hughesville, 8. And Dallas tonight over Berwick at Crispin Field, 13-10. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Pat and Ryan, back to you. Thank you, Sean. And that five-yard touchdown run by Hollenbach comes with 138 to go in the game. Completed a two-play drive all by Hollenbach. Had a 78-yard run and then finished off with a five-yard touchdown run. Just took 35 seconds to get that score for the Seals Grove Seals. The extra point by Rule Good, and Seals Grove now trails 31-7 here in the fourth quarter with just 138 to go. The swift kick recovered by the Danville Ironman. Danville will take over first down and 10, but again, Hollenbach, five-yard touchdown run. The score sits at 31-7. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. So Danville take over first down and 10. Danville's going to improve to 8-1. They'll take on the Southern Columbia Tigers next week. Southern Columbia, as you just heard, will improve to 9-0. So a big challenge for the Danville Ironman next week. They'll go into victory formation here to run out the final 137 to go. Giuseppe Ferraro able to get into the backfield, taking the runner down. Quickly taking him down. Loss on the play. So it'll be a second down and long for the Danville Ironman. Right now they're just looking to run out the remaining 118 in the game. It would be a big challenge for the Seals Grove Seals coming in tonight. And they were up for it in that first quarter. Shut them out in that first quarter. But again, back-to-back touchdowns and a field goal would have the lead at 17-0 in the first quarter. And Danville never looked back. And off goes to the deep man, making a man miss. Crosses the 25 out to about the 26-yard line on the run. It'll be short of a first down, so that'll be a third down play here for the Danville Ironman. Seals Grove Seals will return home next week against the Montoursville Warriors. Montoursville Warriors also having a very good year. They lost to these Danville Ironmen just a few weeks ago, 52-26. to so they're able to put up 26 points on the Ironman. Seals Grove struggle here tonight as we go under 25 seconds to go in the game, trailing 31-7. to Long count, waiting to play clock to get under five seconds before they snap it. They do. 
Deep man gets the call. He's on into the second level. Good tackle in the open field that time by the Seals Grove defender as he crosses the 35-yard line. Gets the first down for the Danville Army. They'll reset the clock here and let the remaining 11.4 seconds run out, and that will be the final play of the game. The Seals Grove Seals will drop here tonight to the very good Danville Ironman team. They went toe-to-toe in that first quarter, but this turned out to be way too much for the Seals Grove Seals as they'll fall to 4-5 and five on the year. Ryan has made his way down on the field. He's trying to get a quick word with Derek Hicks and also a couple players down on the field as part of our service electric cable vision post game show Derek Hicks will see his Seals Grove Seals fall to four and five with a 31 to seven loss to the Danville Ironman traditional handshakes at midfield between both teams as Derek Hicks will be seeked out by Ryan Brandt down on the field and that's why he's Take a look at that. Want to remind you again, stick around after the game as we'll send it back to Sean Carey and he'll give us all the updated scores on games going on around the valley. Also, the Alpha Electric Electrifying call of the game. It's all part of the Sunbury Motors game night right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle 107 Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. As Derek Hicks is watching the remaining handshakes, and then it's going to turn, and Ryan is going to try to snag Coach Derek Hicks as he makes his way to the huddle. As he looks over it, he's going to come. We're not going to waste any time. Let's head to down on the field. Ryan Brand has head coach Derek Hicks. Ryan. In the field, the Seals postgame show presented by Service Cable. Seals falls in 31 to 7. Coach, not the outcome you wanted. What what was the game tonight? What did you see? What did Danville do? Um, you know, we just couple couple coverage breaks allowed some big plays over the top, and uh, you know against a team like Danville, early on we were shutting down the run, and uh, you know you stop them, you stop them, and then you give up the home run ball, and uh, that hurts. And you know I told the kids that if we could find a way, our first quarter effort. Um, you know, late in the third, once we got ticked off because there was a little bit of scuffling going on, and then the fourth quarter, if we can get that kind of effort and string that together for an entire game, we're going to be a pretty darn good football team. Coach, never I don't think I've ever seen a season like this where there's no two wins in a row or two losses in a row. you got to keep the trend going, obviously, next week with a win. What do you think it is? Is it just the way the schedule lays out, or is this a young team, an experienced team, that you just have this week-to-week battle? Um, You know, Obviously, yeah, we're young and, and inexperienced, but it's week nine now. Uh, young and inexperienced doesn't cut in anymore. You've got almost a full season of varsity football under your belt. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely been, you know, you, you look at Southern week three, Berwick week five, and it's been that kind of every other week is a, a brutal opponent. And Danville sitting at eight and one now is certainly a really good football team as well. Coach, you're approaching the last regular season a week. What, what is going to be a message to your team uh, with all your experience? What, what is he, What do you have to tell your teams? What is the key now going in here at the end right before uh, district playoffs? Uh, you know, I mean, big thing is, A, I'm going to talk to them about seeding. And, you know, we're, we might be in a must-win situation next week to stay uh, to seed and keep a home field uh, for that first game. So I'm going to talk about that, but just going to talk about, again, finding a way to put that effort that we had for about half this game into a full game. Because if we can do that, you know, going forward, like I said, we're going to be a pretty good football team. 
Any players tonight that uh, stood out there as you started making some substitutions that might have caught you off guard and surprised you? Um, honestly, you know, without looking at film, it, it, it's hard because, uh, you know, there were there were a lot of guys making plays tonight. You know, Dean finished strong, nice run there at the end. Uh, you know, we got to, I think he's a kid, we got to get some carries too. And uh, But again, we'll look at the film this weekend. We'll, we'll see where the breakdowns came and, and try and get things cleaned up for next Friday. All right, Coach, thank you very much for your time. Go ahead and address your team. Good luck next week. Thank you. All right, Pat, we'll continue with the Seals postgame show presented by Service Letter Cable Vision with uh, you up in the booth, and I'll grab a player, and we'll do an interview then. Appreciate it. Down on the field, and as Derek makes his way to the huddle to talk to his team, appreciate his time before that to meet up with Ryan and uh, get his perspective as the Seals Grove Seals fall to the Danville Ironman 31-7. to so before we get anything else, let's send it to Sean. Some updated scores, things going on around the Valley, and see if we can catch up with some players shortly after that. Sean, can you take it away? All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. As we check the scores here on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard, currently on WKOK in the fourth quarter, Shemokin leading Shikalemi 21 to nothing. Central Columbia now... Thanks to another Isaac Gensimer touchdown halfway through the fourth quarter. The Blue Jays big time over Lewisburg tonight, 42-16. to Final scores in, Mount Carmel shutting out Bloomsburg, 53-0. Wallenpawpack, 36. Williamsport, 17. Upper Dauphin over Pine Grove, 34-20. Games still in progress in the fourth quarter. South Williamsport, 21. Milton, 7. Central Mountain and Mifflinburg there knotted up 21-21 in the fourth. Tri-Valley leads Line Mountain in the fourth, 21-14. Final score, Loyal Sox shutting out Warrior Run, 36 to nothing. Montoursville tonight defeated Tawanda, 49 to 13. Southern Columbia, 69, Hughesville, 8. Berwick tonight at Crispin Field, losing to Dallas, 13 to 10. And currently with just under two minutes to go, our Blaze Alexander four tough game of the night. Jersey Shore is leading Baltigal area, 23 to 18. We will take a quick time out and return with more of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Again tonight, Danville gets the win 31 to 7 over Seawinds Grove. This is Seals Football presented by Seawinds Grove Ford on Eagle 107. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. We are Eagle 107. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Ironman Stadium. Ryan down on the field. He has uh, Joe Con down with him. Let's check in with Joe down on the field. Ryan, the Seals didn't get this one win tonight, but always curious to hear what Joe has to say regarding his Seals Grove Seals. Ryan? Back here, your post game show by Service Electric. 
at Danville against a very good Danville team, 31-7. I got uh, Joe Kahn with me. Joe, you've been doing this for a long time. You're a guy that plays with a ton of energy, a ton of heart and soul. A very good first half tonight. What do you got to say to your, your teammates here as you're going in now, last regular season game playoff, get that full game put together and pull off uh, some of these wins against a good team like Danville? Uh, with our team, we just got to string everything together. You said it uh, right. First half, we came out, we were smacking kids. We were looking good. Danville is known to, like, at least 40 points on any team. Or, uh, going in at the time, we felt good. And, uh, I, like, they did score one uh, towards halftime. But we felt good going in. And we were just talking at halftime, come on, we got to keep the same intensity. And we came out sluggish. And, uh then after the one kid got ejected, that that hyped us up. We got we got angry, and that's how you gotta play football. You just gotta play mad. Well, uh, you guys, you, you played really tough for that first half, and and we think back to certain games like the Berwick game, the Loyal Sock game. You know, you didn't get to win the Berwick game, but you walked away going, "We went to battle there." You know, you've been a part of a lot of successful teams. This team, a little bit younger, a little bit more inexperienced. You know, Coach just said, and I heard him sit in the huddle too. You're, you're no longer inexperienced. We're going into week ten. You know, what what is it with this team that that is it the youth or is it the lack of inexperience? And and what are you what are you going to do as a leader in this team to get everyone going? Because the district playoffs, you guys are definitely a team that could win that district title. Uh, I think the difference this year is uh, we. Honestly, I can't tell you the difference because it, I, I, me, Ben Swineford, and those like the seniors, we have Ziders. some yeah, Ziders, We have the same mentality as like when I was a freshman playing with uh, like Ethan Trowman. Jack Adler was a, like he was a different animal, but uh, Ethan Trowman, Cole Shank, those guys. So I don't think any anything has changed. I think mentally, coming up through, I, I don't know what happened. But that, just one of those things where hopefully they're seeing you play right now. They can carry on that tradition and learn from a senior like yourself. Yeah. yeah well, well, thank you very much for complimenting <laughs> my play. But tonight, it, not our best night, but we're going we're gonna to go through practice, watch film, and uh, correct our mistakes and string it together. And we'll be back uh, Friday against Montoursville for senior night. So No doubt in my mind. And listen, you guys are still in a great position going into the district playoffs. This has been a, 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 a battling season, but you guys are in that position, still come out a district champion. Absolutely. Uh, now just looking at Montoursville and Jersey Shore, maybe Midwest, the Snyder County rivalry, you never know. But <laughs> start that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. All right, Jim, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Great effort tonight, and we look forward to seeing what you guys can get going next week. Thank you very much. All right, Pat, that'll finish it on the field with the Seals postgame show presented by Service Ledger Cablevision. Thank you, Ryan, from down on the field again. Thank, thanks to Coach Derek Hicks checking in with Ryan and also Joe Kahn under difficult situation, obviously. But, uh, you know, the effort's always there from Joe Kahn as he will go into his final game, regular season game, as a Seals Grove sealed next week. But he, as he said, he's going to get his guys ready to go, get back to what they got to do, and get that big win next week at home against the Montoursville Warriors. Take a look at the scoring rundown again. It was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter, but Danville was good on the board. 18-yard touchdown run by Peyton Persing with 5.27 to go in that second quarter. Danville led 7-0 at that point. And then Peyton Riley had a 26-yard touchdown reception, tiptoeing the sidelines, and took it in for a score. Again, the extra point good. 14-0 at that point for the Danville Ironman. That was just 139 to go in the half. And then Danville would get a field goal 
a 32-yard field goal from Peyton Riley with uh, one second left on the first half clock, completing an eight-play drive, covering 67 yards. Only took a minute and 14 seconds to wrap up that first half. of 17-0 lead at that point for the Danville Ironman. And then in the third period, Peyton Bersing, back-to-back touchdown. First one, a two-yard touchdown run with 8.59 to go in the third period. Completing eight-play drive, covering 62 yards. The extra point good. At that point, it was 24-0 lead for the Danville Ironman. And then Bersing, he got his second touchdown of the third period. This one, a four-yard touchdown run, 7.39 to go in the period. That was only a three-play drive, just took 35 seconds. So Danville had a 35-second drive and also a 43 second drive and again this one put Danville up 31 nothing in the third period that'd be the score at the end of the third quarter and Seals Grove would get a late touchdown by Dean Hollenbach a five-yard touchdown with 138 to go in the game just a two-play drive set up by Dean Hollenbach on a 78-yard run and that possession only took 35 seconds the extra point good Seals Grove would cut the lead to 31-7 but Danville got the ball back and basically went into victory formation as they would wind out the remaining clock. And Danville gets this win as they improve to 8-1. They'll take on Southern next week. Seals Grove drops a 4-5 and five and will return home as they'll take on the Montoursville Warriors. We'll take a look at different plays that are candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. And you definitely could run through some of the plays, the touchdown by Persing. But I think it's the 32-yard field goal by Peyton Riley with just one second to go. Well, we talk about momentum going in at halftime. Plus, Ryan, as he said it during, as Ryan said it during the broadcast, and then Danville gets the second half clock, and boy, they rode that momentum for two third-quarter touchdowns to put this one away. So the Schmoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, 32-yard field goal by Peyton Riley to put Danville up 17-0. That's the Schmoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokadam Health Center, offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. That's the Dam Health Center, backbreaker play of the game. Take a break, come back, run down the stats just given to me by our stat man, Zach Showers, and we'll wrap things up here from Iron Stadium. Seals Grove Falls, 31-7 to Danville. Take a break, come back. Seals Grove Football, presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's the final weeks of the Jeep Adventure Days. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $5,000 off new Renegades to qualified individuals, and we have over 20 to choose from. We're also discounting 2019 Jeep Cherokees up to $5,000, and we're also taking up to $4,500 off Jeep Compasses. Huge discounts all month long, great selection, and 0% financing on most Jeep models. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call us at 570 570- 988 Jeep or visit us online at zermanjeep.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Service Electric Cable Vision post game show 
here from Ironman Stadium. Again, Seals Grove falls to the Danville Ironman, 31-7. Taking a look at the numbers, first team numbers. Seals Grove ended up with just seven first downs. Danville had 22. In the rushing department, Seals Grove 129, and that number looks a lot better after the 78-yard run by Dean Hollenbach. For the most part, though, Seals Grove's rushing department was shut down by good defense of the Danville Ironman. For Danville, 182 yards on the ground. In the passing department, Seals Grove 105. Danville Ironman 264. So total yards on the night. Seals Grove, 234, Danville Arm, impressive, 446 yards of offense. They came in tonight averaging 418, and they get 446 penalties. Seals Grove had 5 for 41 yards, Danville 7 for 74 yards. Turnover, Seals Grove had 3, 2 interception and a fumble. Danville ended up with 1, and that was a fumble for the Danville Ironman. Taking a look at individual numbers, first for the Seals Grove Seals in the passing department, Danny Schock, 7 for 14, 97 yards. He did throw two interception. Bastion with just one for five for eight yards. The receiving, Kantz almost doubled his outing on the season with five catches for 50 yards. Came in with eight catches. He had five on the night. In the rushing department, Dean Hollenbach ends up the leading rusher again on just three carries, but one of them from 78 yards. He finished off with a touchdown, a lone touchdown tonight for the Seals Grove Seals. Nate shown nine carries, 54 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. Take a look at the Danville Ironman. First for the passing department, Caden Riley, 17 for 25, 264 yards and a touchdown, his 18th passing touchdown of the season. In the receiving department, uh, Peyton Riley, five catches, 117 yards and a touchdown for the senior receiver. Peyton Riley came in with seven, so add another. He has eight touchdown catches on the season for the uh, Danville Ironman. Kozik, six catches for 56 yards, and Ian Persing, four catches for 46 yards. In the rushing department, Peyton Persing, 13 carries, 64 yards, and three touchdowns. So Seals Grove did do a nice job against, against Peyton Persing, but he does get the three touchdowns. He now has 12 touchdowns from the rushing department. Dressler came in late, eight carries for 50 yards. Harris, five carries, 22 yards, and Millar, six carries, for 24 yards. So again, Seals Grove Seals falls to 31 to 7. They fall to 4 and 5 as the Danville Army get the win. They improve to 8 and 1. And the big number that jumps out 446 total yards for the Danville Ironman. Remember, next week you can catch Seals Grove Seals football as we'll return home. Seals Grove will take on the Montoursville Warriors. Catch Seals game day. With me, Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brand at 6, Derek Kicks pregame show starting at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7. So that wraps up Seals postgame show here from the Ironman Stadium. Seals Grove Falls 31-7 to the Danville Ironman. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Sean Carey, our producer, and Ryan Brand. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us tonight for Seals Football on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region and the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week. And that's all with Sean Carey in the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.